1069. Welcome to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's program, you can podcast it. The right there is where you do that. Was that a good one yesterday? I don't remember. I, I don't remember. It was fast. <laughs> I know it was fast, so it probably not. Probably won the best one. You know what? Go back to Tuesday. Get that one. That one's probably pretty good. I, uh, I don't remember yesterday, to be honest with you. I will tell you, it was super fast. I'm joined this morning, every weekday morning, by Matthew Fantone. Who, by the way, you know what? I do want to give this shout-out real quick before we get into you. Okay. Um, morning Show Meg from our sister station, 98.1 WKDD, was nice enough to bring in Starbucks for the whole crew. Which was so nice of her. Everybody in the building got Starbucks. It that was nice. So now, nice. you and I are the only two in the building. Right. Besides her. So, like, so, so not the most expensive trip. Oh, no. She got Captain Tony. Some well, the good captain's here, but I don't think Starbucks sells Mountain Dew. So, <laughs> I, you know what no. I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think that's a thing. So, All right. Let me give you a little background on Tony. So, so Tony is one of these guys. He, you know, he's he probably going to do middays here uh, on Rock 106. Yeah, today. Fish Head's still out. Yeah. So, oh, is he? Okay. So. so, you guys kind of know Captain Tony. Here's the thing. Like, I once saw Tony at a restaurant. Take lettuce, tomato, and the onions off of a burger like a four-year-old moves things on his plate. Like It wasn't like, oh, this is just going to make this burger sloppier and harder to eat. Let me just move it out of the way. It's like... Ew, there's vegetation on my burger. Move it. He held it like it was like a gross Kleenex. Dainty. Like, yeah. Very like, dainty. Ugh, like, you just want to get the tips of your two fingers on it and nothing else. And chugs Mountain Dew like he's not 40. <laughs> and I, dude, I don't get it. He's going to pass a kidney stone the size of your head. We went to, I can't remember which restaurant it was, but it was. It was somewhat fancier. It, it was like it, for Christmas. Yeah. Two years was, ago. There was a little bit of like oh. celebration in it. And I guess this was when apparently we were celebrating success or well, something. Well, we were still know. brand new, so uh, the boss had to pretend like, hey, I run this building normally. Pretend like you like us. But Tony, I mean, and I think, you know, it wasn't anything in particularly fancy, but we all got like, I don't want to say adult entrees, but adult entrees. Everybody had a fork in their hand except for chicken fingers. I guess they went to like Cancun or something for like one of those. Hey, we'll go broadcast for a week from like one of these vacation resorts. And that way people will hear about the vacation resort and then they end up going right like one of those things. Every radio show does that. Right, all of them, right? Where they just pack up and they just go for like a week and like you just, all you do, it's like an infomercial for a week long about Broadcast the resort. Broadcasting live right. from Sandals. Exactly. Right. That's what we do. Yeah. I've done it a million times. Every radio station does it. God, we gotta get and on And so, uh, <laughs> we gotta get on that was not the point of that. But they were down there for one of those. And the entire week, like Keith Kennedy is the host of that show. And he said to me, he goes, I never saw him eat anything but a cheeseburger the entire week we were there. Jesus, man. I, I, I mean, I don't want to be like... Man, I went into thanking Meg for coffee. Now, I, now next thing I know, I'm bare... Tony, what a barefoot hillbilly. <laughs> now I'm burying Tony. Sucking out Mountain Dew eating cheeseburgers. I guess here's the thing, though. I don't even know how that happened. Is that is that necessarily a... a, a I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, I have such a refined palate. But, you no, know, we don't. But is there something to, like, if you're stuck in, 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 in the foods that a fourth grader eats, if you're just eating cheeseburgers, if you're just eating chicken tenders, if you're just ordering off essentially the kids' menu, the things that are on the kids' menu, just adult-sized, I mean, is that like, I don't want to say I don't want to look down my nose at you, but is that like, <laughs> like... All right, like women do this. Like women will offer, you know, order off a kids' menu, you know, because, well, well, it's smaller. And then, you know, I'm not hungry enough for everything, so I'll just have the kids' meal and then half of whatever you ordered. Yeah, it sucks. And it's like, dude, just order something. I, I am not a food sharer. I'm not going to say, like, I'm going to fight my chick over it, but in, for, I'm the not a fan part, of it. for the most part. I'm not a fan of it. And I also want clearance. Like, you get permission from me. You don't just, like, reach across the table or put a fork in my plate without, uh, like, a discussion. We, we discuss whether or not that goes off my plate. Uh, what me and my girlfriend will do if, if we're both like, oh, there's, you know... 
there's there's two different things that I want. And I'll be like, oh, I want one of those. Share. And she'll be like, oh, well, what are the two yeah. things you want? She's like, oh, we'll pick that one. And then we'll be able to like, you know. That's why I want a girlfriend right there. That right there. It. That's like the biggest, that's the biggest thing for me is like, well, sometimes I want the lasagna and sometimes I want, you know, spaghetti and meatballs. We can have both. That's why you got to take the tour of Italy. You got to do the whole thing at the OG there. So, uh, buddy, you bought a car. I did. You know, you pocket dialed me yesterday while you were. Uh, I did while you were while you were in the finance department, which is strange, dude. Before we get into this whole car purchase thing, my phone really has been acting stupid Mine recently. Too. And like, it's I, time. I it's a, time for me to upgrade my phone. I have a smartphone. How am I butt dialing someone when you had the like Nokia that like you could right. sit on and accidentally activate? But you buttons? close and lock the screen. How is that happening? I don't know. Yeah. I genuinely and I, I I was like, dude, what did I just call Stansberry for? Like, I don't want to. Talk so to, I, I don't want to talk to him. I call him back because I figure, okay, this must be something show related. And I hear like the finance guy like lecturing you about your credit, and Listen, I was like, "Idiot, you got no money. Why are you like, coming here?" I was like, "You know what? I bet." I, I was like, "I bet I'm not supposed to be hearing this conversation." It was like 45 seconds before I hung up, though. I was like, "It was very interesting." No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. I was calling so you could see your future. You could hear some creditor telling you, "No, you're poor. You don't have any money." I was like, "If this tall idiot thinks I'm going to co-sign, he's out of his mind." Like that's not happening. No, but uh, yesterday made the uh, made the decision. Nice. I had to pull the trigger. Nice. It was Time to do it, and I uh, I went to uh, Marhofer Buick GMC. Oh, nice! Right there on Whipple, um, they had a a good selection of the cars that I was interested in. Drove a couple different ones, and uh, decided on a uh, on a new Buick. I like the color you chose. Yeah. I like the color you chose. So, you know, um, I always feel weird calling her my ex, but Danielle had a Buick. And uh, that car was awesome. Like that car was great, and uh, it was good to her. She still has it, and uh, do very luxurious inside. Like those Buicks, they did a good job at their commercials. It's like I can't believe that's a Buick because that's kind. That was kind of like the mentality people had on those cars for the longest time. But they really have. I mean, uh, the designs are great. The insides are great. I mean, dude, we loved her car. This is my uh, <laughs> this is my fourth Buick I've had in my life, and uh, mm. I couldn't. I was gonna say like, the car that you just got rid of was a Buick. Wasn't it, it? It, it was. Now the thing is. I had two LeSabers, and those were awesome. Those were like early 90s LeSabers, and dude, just those grandpa, like, long-ass rides. My buddy had one in high school. We loved that car. Loved cruising. Yeah, that car things, was awesome. Man. Loved those. I missed but that But then the, the most recent one I had was a Rendezvous, and everyone's like, ooh. It's, it's what I uh, affectionately called the lesbian whip for a long time. That's what it was. And, and um, you know, I was talking to the guy about it, and he's like, dude, I know you had that rendezvous, and he's like, listen, he's like the late 90s through mid-2000s. He's like, that was just a bad time for American cars. True. He's like, he's like, honestly, he's like, a lot of people come in here and be like, dude, this last thing I owned, it sucked, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I get it, He's man. right. From like he's 88 like, to 04, it. it was like, what are you doing? I get it. He's right. So, so you know, I, I went with a, uh, a 2013 Buick, and oh, uh, nice. dude, it was well within the budget range. Really? Uh, well within the budget range. Well under the miles. The mileage per gallon's better than I wanted it to be the safety ratings off the off the off the off the charts. So this isn't even me like saying like, hey, it's Fantone here for Ron Ron Marhoffer Buick GMC. It could be, but this is Fantone here for Ron Ron Marhoffer Buick GMC. That's why they're not paying me. And uh, dude, honestly, it was an easy experience yesterday. They treated me with like respect, regardless of my credit score. Under- yeah, he did. I was listening. He did. Understood my situation. Understood where I was. Understood what I was looking for. Um, everything that I wanted out of a car buying experience. Did you ask him? One question. What was that? When was the last time somebody from Rock 1069 has been in here to talk to you about advertising on the Sands Bridge? Oh, of course. Because when I ask people that question, of 
course I did. I hate the answer. Well, I, I mean, let's be real. You know it as well as I do. Once people find out what you do, there's a million questions that come along with that. Hey, how do I advertise on that? Tell me about this. Tell it's me about this. It's the number one question oh I gosh, get. Yeah. What's radio all about? Blah, 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 blah. Tell it's me the number the one stars. question I get. Right. But but then it got down to like, and I was like, hey, man, you know, we're a very successful radio station. Number one, you know, for, for multiple books in a More row. More than that, it's a Affordable. Like Very when I look, when I look at the when I look at the ad right here, I'm like, oh god! Like I wish I had a business. I would buy ads. And of course, he says he's like, dude, we love advertising with you know other like Canton entities, and we love being a part of the community, and we totally want to be on with stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I'll send somebody over. Now we just got to play Russian roulette on which one that is. <laughs> which one of these clowns we're gonna send you? Um, yeah, dude, but we got to go cruising later, man. You got to uh, you gotta take a ride. Dude, I have to see the house that you, you just got. I, I got to see the car. It's been a crazy week. It honestly has. Dude, you've from, upgraded everything. Megan, well, out. Well, from, from this point, though, <laughs> from this point, though, in this week, I have moved. I had to take my girlfriend to the hospital, and I got a new Let's car. Let's get into that a little bit. So your girlfriend had an allergic reaction. She was yeah. posting pictures on Instagram and yeah. Twitter last night. Oof. And uh, you guys took her to the emergency room the other night, Altman. They were, uh, you know, they took really good care of her. Yeah. And uh, she looked better yesterday than the photo she was you know that she was putting out, so it seems like you know the thing was wrapping up quick. Did we like circle the drain on what it is that she may have come in contact with? No. She was like, "Hey, everybody, settle down!" And your kid not having peanut butter. Look what happens. Well, well, her point there was everybody who's like, "Oh, dude, why can't my kid take peanut butter to school?" Because right. anaphylactic shock is pretty effing serious. <laughs> like, it's not a joke. You, your, you know, that kid could die. Peanut butter, man, lives matter. And it's like, dude, somebody could die here. Just, eh, chill, out. That just fine. chill out about the PB and J's. Um, but uh, no, in essentially is the answer to the question, but we've kind of narrowed down on kind of what we think it is. Um, she's had food allergies in the past. She's been tested for a bunch of things. And what they've told her is like, we think it's some sort of preservative or some sort of unnatural. It's not like, hey, you're allergic to wheat or hey, you're allergic it's not to... Gluten. R- right. It, they, they think it's some sort of preservative that's in food additives. Um, but, okay. but essentially what they you know, what they said at the hospital is like, well, what kind of medications have you been taking? My girlfriend's like, well, I've had a cold over the past couple days, so I've been taking cold and flu, you know, like, sure. you know, whatever. And she's like, and I've been taking aspirin. I normally don't take aspirin, but I've been My taking My dad was aspirin. allergic to aspirin. And that's what, that's what they said. They're like, well, that's... He almost died once. Very likely what you're dealing with here is an aspirin allergy if yeah. you don't normally take it. Could be. my dad. Uh, so my dad asked somebody one day for some, like, headache medicine, forgot right. to tell somebody that he's allergic to aspirin. Right. And they gave him one. Next thing you know, his hand swelled up so big, they actually had to cut his wedding ring off his hand. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it got pretty serious. I mean, they took him to the hospital. I mean, it, it was pretty serious. My mom was like a wreck that day. It's crazy, like, uh, the, the severity of allergies, I guess. And I want to be like, what kind of soft-ass pansy is so weak that they um, can't have an allergy? You know, but... You know, I mean, dude, there was a time where when people thought that. where it, where, where you were allergic to something, it was like you weren't good enough to be on the planet. Just just get rid of them. Of course there was, but it's it just, it just you know, I mean, and the whole thing I mean, is... You're genetically inferior. Just that's just legit. Weak. You're weak. I, well, I, I mean, laugh, but that's the definition. You're genetically inferior. It's uh, it's it, it, it. Like I said, it just goes to show that like that is a serious condition, and 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 people do kind of need to be like aware of it. I'm sure there's a ton of people right now who have some sort of severe allergy, know about it, and are like, eh, EpiPens are just too expensive. Well, <laughs> I mean, but you're gonna die. Right. But so you're are funerals, die. dude. <laughs> so are you're funerals. Die. I, I was talking about this yesterday when we were talking about your girlfriend, my old roommate Jessica was um she was allergic to peanut butter and shellfish two things I love so the entire time we lived together 10 years like we had to keep 
like things kind of separate. I told this story where she used a knife that I had used to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and sure enough, her face ballooned up and that whole thing. But uh, I mean, it was it was like ten years of like separating things in in refrigerators and cupboards and all that stuff, so she didn't get sick. It can be a serious thing. I am I'm very lucky. I'm not allergic to anything. I don't think. And so, like, I can eat what I want. I can go outside when the flowers are out there. I can do whatever I want. It's easy. I have seasonal allergies. I mean, I'll sneeze during the spring and the late fall. My brother um, has that. And, uh, Hay fever and all and, that. And uh, I'm allergic to penicillin and bee things. I You're allergic do. to penicillin, yeah, huh? Yeah, I'm allergic to penicillin. Oh, I finally met one of those. Yeah, which is, which is why No I, wonder they always ask me at the doctor. <laughs> Apparently, there's a ton of you. Which is why I'm just walking around with gonorrhea for the past 12 dude. years. I'm like, dude, sorry, can't. No penicillin. <laughs> oh, just got to deal with it. No gonorrhea. <laughs> gonorrhea free. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're not doing ask for our offer. Hey, Buick, gonorrhea, together, one station, indivisible, under Phantom. Here we are. Under Phantom. All right. So at 9 o'clock, we will send you out to Los Angeles. Get you out of Ohio for a little while. We'll do that for the uh, iHeartRadio Music Awards. Everybody in the world is playing it. I'm not looking it up. All Just of them. trust me. Everybody's going to play it. We'll get Dave Grohl out there. He'll be there. Dude, he'll, he'll sing every song you've ever heard in your entire life. iHeartRadio Music Awards, that happens at 9 o'clock. 8 o'clock, we'll send you to see Alice Cooper, Edgar Winter, and Deep Purple out at Blossom September 9th. That's part of that K&R concert series. And I have proof now. That these opinions that you get on things on Twitter, uh, I dude, I rally against Twitter every day, and the, the kind of hate and the kind of vitriol that comes with it. And sure enough, the Cavs were on TV last night, and people were hitting me up with an idea for the Cavaliers lineup that is honestly, I wish I could use the R word because that's how stupid it was. And yet, Twitter thinks it's a viable option. We'll give you that next on Rock 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. If you spent too much money over the holidays, maybe you just got a little bunch of credit card debt from some other things you were spending money on, hit up CSCFCU.com. Check out their transfer balance offer they have now uh, going on until about April 30th. What you're going to do is you're going to take your high credit card balances, you're going to transfer them over to a CSE Visa card with a super low rate. And like I said, they're uh, they're having their balance transfer special from now until about April 30th. Not going to cost you anything to stop into uh, one of the four convenient CSE locations. Talk to one of their uh, talk to one of their agents about how you can do that. It's one of the things I did when I started banking with them was I moved some high credit card debt over to a CSE card, paying a lot less uh, in APR, helping me uh, turn my credit around. If that's something you need work with, hit up CSEFCU.com/slash balance transfer to learn more about that. So I'm one of these guys on the radio, I'm a little guilty of bitching about this newer technology because I think just people abuse it. And it, it's not that I hate the technology, I just hate what people do with it. It's fair. and Right? I mean, I do Twitter's cool, it, ex- it exists for a reason, and so does Facebook, and so does Instagram, and all this stuff. But I think people abuse stuff, and so some of that can get annoying. And I've been guilty about blaming the brand versus the person exploiting it. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, it really is an amazing medium of of yeah, what we have available cool. to us. I mean, being able to keep track of people and kind of keep up with people and and have the ability to not only be, you know, transferring um, news all being right, fake or, right. or real, but at, at the rate we can, being exposed to essentially whatever you want to on the face of the planet via via these these broadcast outlets of of Twitter and social media and stuff. I mean, it is it is a cool thing. And if I'm going to be honest, it has done a halfway decent job at holding certain like corporations and certain people that are getting away with things accountable and their feet to the fire. And that can be beneficial for the public. But when in the world of sports, 
I got to tell you, the internet does, honestly, it just ruins it. It ruins it. And you guys hear me talk about this a lot. I hate this. You either win a championship or you're a bum. If, if, you don't, if you're not rookie of the year, you're a bust. I, I just, I, I hate it. I just, I hate it. Because I feel like what's happening is we're not enjoying fantastic sports. I think we're alive right now at a great time in sports. I mean, think about what's happening in sports right now. We have what's being considered the greatest quarterback to ever play the game in Tom Brady currently playing. We have a guy who is considered to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, basketball player of all time playing in our time. That's amazing. Like, that's just two sports. I'm sure there's a baseball guy that's that's sort of the equivalent. Oh, well, I mean... I just don't watch baseball enough. Even if you're not just looking at the top of the pile, I mean, look at the bottom of the pile, and I would say competition as a whole probably better now than it's ever been just based on the fact of, number one... Athletes are in better shape and, of course, nutrition and, and all that. And, 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 and we've been playing these games for long enough where they're more complex. You know what I mean? Like, where there's different and, you know, schemes and, and variations of what you're able to do as a team. And the league has... Especially the NFL. The NFL's great at this. The leagues have done things to change the game to better it for a television product and for the fan. I, I think some people are going to say that's 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 the counter or that like you're proving the point otherwise. Really? Is, is that well? Is that well, dude? You make all these rules for offense and you make all these rules and you know and, and you make it easier to score. Some people are going to say that's why sports okay, are better. Yeah, back I, th- and there's an argument there, but let's be honest. We all want home runs. We all want high scoring games. We want touchdowns. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. We like to bitch about things, but at the end of the day, we want scoring. So the Cavs were on last night, and somebody said this to me, and then somebody actually had the balls to send it to Austin Carr, of all people, Mr. Cavalier. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, dude, this just shows. And look, I, I will admit this every time we talk NBA. Fantone knows more about the NBA. Fantone has forgot more about the NBA than I'll ever learn. It's just, dude, the NBA is like your thing, right? There you go. That's like your thing. And so, admittingly, I don't know a ton. But I know that this is a dumb idea, and it was all over Twitter last night. This is a dumb idea, and this is why I'm always like, you get it figured out, Twitter. You keep running coaches out of town. You keep running athletes out of town because you got it all figured out. All you had to do was log in with an email address, and now you're a sports authority. The, the, the suggestion last night during the game is, and I can't, honestly, I don't even know if I can say this with a straight goddamn face, is Kyrie Irving and Tristan Thompson – For Carmelo Anthony and Derrick Rose? When's the last time Derrick Rose played an entire season? Um, you got a couple different things going on there, and I think think, uh, let me hear them. I think I think if we start this whole thing off, um, people have been making and 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 saying and 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 thinking just idiotic things about sports forever, right? But forever, but now, so you're right, and so again, so blaming the Twitter for that is is a little misguided. But the problem is, dude, is that it used to be like, well, nobody listened to it, right? Now it's 24 hours spinning the cycle of this thing that makes no sense. In 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 1994, when you were like, you know what we should do? We should trade Brad Brad Doherty and Mark Price for Michael Jordan, Scott Pippen. You said that in you said the that, bar. You said that in the bar, and maybe ten because that's heard where you. you should have been. Or you said that in the living room, and maybe your kids heard you, but it wasn't it wasn't this 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 like broadcast outlet. So there is. A little bit of, and that is a little bit on Twitter. There, it is a little bit of the times we live, and that is a little bit of like society as a whole right now, where it's like, 
God, I don't, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> like, I, I, if, if you said this to me at the bar, I wouldn't listen to you. So uh, why am I reading this via social media? Right. Why, am I, why am I embracing this via social media? Um, As a guy who doesn't know much about the NBA, I know that that's a dumb trade. Well, to get to the, to get to the actual uh, the X's and O's of it, yeah, that's, that's a, dumb a dumb trade. trade. Yeah, that's a dumb trade. And there's a couple different things you got to look at here. The only reason you would think about doing such a drastic... Such a drastic thing is if you're in that quote unquote. This team's a mess. We got to well, figure this out. If you're in that win right now, this is the only time we have. The window is shutting. This is our last year of opportunity. Urgency, yeah. Okay. Right. That's the only reason you would That's even true. consider a move that was that uh, that big, that th- th- of that scale. And with that being said, like, okay, if that was the case, you know, we're in a win now situation. We're not. We have a window in front of us, especially as you have Kyrie and, and Tristan Thompson, relatively young dudes in the NBA. Um, but they won. Last year, and they're number one in the East right now. So, if you're in the quote-unquote win right now, you have you're the best it. team available to you. You're doing it. So, win right now. Why would you? Uh, this this move makes no sense long term, and you know because uh, obviously Kyrie Irving, Tristan Thompson, younger uh, Melo's on the back best, nine. Their best days are still in Derek front of Rose them. is on the back nine. It's crazy to say that Kyrie Irving's best days are still in front of him, but I genuinely he, believe what is he 25? 25. I think he's the same age as my girlfriend in that same general age range. Good for you, buddy. Hey, on the back, he's Good doing a little you. bit better for himself, Good but for you, you know, buddy. hey, Kyrie, if you're out there listening, um, but it 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 really is a a stupid idea in the short term because you have a team that is winning or that that that's had great success recently, and these are core players of this. It's not like we're talking about, and what I've heard is is well, if we traded uh, Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith, and we could get Carmelo back, would you think about no. it? No. I would think no. about. I would, I would take. I would take the call. I would think about it. Can but I ask that's a not. But that's not the same thing as moving Tristan Thompson and Kyrie Irving. It's not who are two starters who are two essential pieces to what to what the Cavaliers do. I think we're finding out right now that J.R. Smith is absolutely an essential piece to the Cavaliers. That's as kind of a novice to the game, just turning it on, watching it. I feel like that's one of the things I notice is where the hell is Jr. Well, and I'll tell you what I don't like about the mellow move. Personally, and you tell me if I'm right on this. Isn't everybody bitching about the Cavaliers right now? Not about the fact that the offense can't can't score. It's that we don't play defense. Right. Well, what the hell do you want Carmelo Anthony for? The guy hasn't played defense since the ninth grade. Like, that's the knock on Melo. Is that, yeah, he's a transformative, you know, offensive player. He's fantastic. He can score. He can make plays. He can do that. But the guy refuses to play defense. So what the hell am I going to go get Carmelo Anthony for if he's not going to play any defense? No, that's an absolutely great point. I mean, and honestly, you just have to think about what a huge difference that would make in Every aspect of the game. Obviously, you're going to lose a lot defensively there. Right. But we essentially we're sitting in February, so we're I don't know five months out from what would be the NBA Finals, and you're going to expect this player to come in who you're right is transformative on offense, is a great scorer, able to do things on his. On, so but that changes but ball hoggy. But, but that changes the entire offense. Everything the changes approach. at that point. Yeah. So you have five months to get that down to perfect, and you are losing points on defense right. by bringing him in. So like it's just it's just that's such, the knock on him. Such a big move. Such a, such a, a a change in what the Cavs would be able to do and how they would play their game. There's no way I would want to do that. You know, NBA trade deadlines the 23rd. So like, there's no way you'd have you'd have four months to get that to perfect. How long did it take Kevin Love to actually get into the- two years? Right, right. So you two years. Some are arguing he still hasn't done you it. Don't you don't have that timetable? You don't have that that you have you would have four months to get Carmelo Anthony, a a a, a radical player that would truly change the Cavs in 
into a, a into a role that you you felt comfortable with, which just isn't feasible. Now, part of this whole thing is a. The whole Kyrie and Tristan Thompson thing for Melo and Rose. I mean, dude, dude Derrick Rose is. God, we know who Derrick Rose. We know who Derrick Rose is. We know who Derrick Rose is. That's he's never going to be a different player than he is right now, and I don't think that's good enough. Now, me personally, I'm a Kyrie Homer. That's my Cavalier. I love Kyrie Irving. So I can't think of a point guard in the NBA that I trade Kyrie Irving for right now, like because of the upside. He's 25, still got years to go, and I know people are going to say to me, Steph. I know that people are going to say Steph, and Steph's a great shooter, and I guess if we could get that trade, maybe you do that. But at the end of the day, I think Kyrie's a better defender than Steph, isn't he? What about Russell Westbrook? I think, again, I think a lot of the knocks that you get with Melo, you get with Westbrook, which is he's fantastic. He's going to put butts in seats. He'll sell jerseys. But isn't he selfish? Isn't he one of these guys that doesn't want to change his game? Um, I think that's, you know, maybe it, maybe that's the narrative that people feel on him. I don't know. I mean, you put somebody, though, in a championship situation and you say, you know, hey, dude, you don't have to do all the work anymore. The problem we're getting into there. You is, know what I don't like about that move is now, again, what I'm going back to my star player in LeBron is, dude, be a dad to this guy, too. I need you to be a dad to this 28-year-old guy, too. Job, though. That's that's who LeBron is, and that's the role that he's embraced. When that's, did that that's happen? Well, yeah, I, I know he's embraced it, but when did that happen versus uh, just, dude, just rebound and shoot? Uh, be a team leader. I mean, I think dudes, especially superstars, that's always been your role. That's always been. I mean, from again, that's become more hyper divine via technology, and we hear more about it and see it more often. You're probably you're right about that. And it's, I think that's that's the role of the veterans on the team. That's the role of the superstar in the league. And LeBron does relish in it because what he does know is that when he when he retires, people are going to sit around and talk about that. That's going to be one of the things that they bring up on as like a check mark for his positive side. Cavs, uh, Cavs kicked ass last night. They, uh, they, they, they beat up the, uh, I think it was the Timberwolves last night, and uh, they also had a workout with a couple different point guards. Um, Mario Chalmers on the list, Kurt Heinrich on the list, uh, Jordan Farmar, and Lance Stevenson. All Out those of those dudes, guys, who do you want? Um, uh, I feel like Mario Chalmers because he has a history with LeBron, and I think there's a, a decent amount of trust that goes into that, and that's what you Which want. Which is important. That's what you want your backup point guard is somebody that you can trust, and all four of those dudes have... A, a, a reputation of of what I want is is playing smart basketball, not turning the ball over a lot, and being able to shoot three pointers. So that's kind of what you need to do. So any of those guys will work, but those aren't sexy things we're talking about. It's not Derrick Rose and right. Carmelo Anthony. And, oh my God, is Dwayne Wade coming? Was Michael Jordan gonna come back? What about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? What's he doing? Yeah, I don't know. Just, Get Mario Chalmers. Like, I so I logged into Twitter last night during the game, and somebody hit me up with that, and I was like, and I logged right back out. I was like, this, this is the dumbest hands hanging up website I've ever seen in my life. Why, dude? Derrick Rose is at three, and dude, getting rid of Tristan Thompson? What? Because it's raining big men in Cleveland. It's raining big men on the Cavaliers bench. And by the way, dude, I said it this week talking to Scott from Waiting for Next Year. I'll say it again, Tristan Thompson. You can bang a Kardashian and still do your job. You can. It's happened. It's happening right now. We're seeing proof of it. So if you have an opportunity to bang a Kardashian, but you're worried about it, you're like, oh, I don't know, maybe my boss is going to fire me, maybe people are going to tweet at me, maybe people are going to make fun of me, do it. Just bang a Kardashian. Well, somebody find me a Kardashian lookalike then. <laughs> somebody bring me one of those. How do I get one of those? All of our eating habits are going to change. Your favorite thing ever apparently is just going to be wiped off the planet. I'll give you that next on Rock 106. Now, now, there we go, there we go. Missed our cue there. Welcome back to the Stakes Fair Show, Rock 106. Now, we're having so much fun during the break, we're forgetting to do the program. Just <laughs> judging everyone on social media. Uh, yeah, I gotta be honest, guys, we're hating on you. Hating on you. Now, here's the thing. 
Now, you may have just got annoyed by us saying that, but here's you drive in your car every morning. You hate on us. You scream at us. We don't even get to know that. These guys are the worst. They suck. They do, too. I like our odds over everything else you have to listen to. It's a low bar. I like that. I like bars that are easy because I'm fat. I don't want to jump real high. 8 o'clock, we'll send you to see Alice Cooper. And then 9 o'clock, uh, whiskey out to L.A. for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. My uh, my mom's hitting me up about Alice Cooper tickets. Oh, I can make that happen. She's like, listen, me and your dad want to go. And I'm like, I don't want you two to go. I don't want you two to go. Stansbury's going to be there. He's going to be all drunk. I'm depressed that your parents want to go to a concert I want to go to. Ah, dude, I feel like Alice Cooper, Deep Purple, I want to go to that. I feel like that's a multi-generational. It is. Like, I mean, and honestly, if, if 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 you are any sort of a rock and roll historian, if you really are one of those people who are like, oh, you know, Alice Cooper is a groundbreaker, a trailblazer. In the, uh, if you yeah. like bands that are theatric on stage, yeah. that's where that all comes it's from. That's where it all Cooper. comes right. from. So this was in the news yesterday. We only have a few minutes here, so I... I, I we're going to have to wrap this up quicker than I would like, but you really have found over the last few years that the obsession with bacon to be super annoying. Oh, my God. It's annoying. It's, I mean, number one. It ba- is delicious. It is delicious. I'm not going to say it's not, but bacon doesn't need to be infused into everything that I eat. Every Lies. single place you go, it's like, oh, dude, that's That's an alternative that fact. That's, that's fake news. That's an alternative fact. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> fake news. All right. And so that, okay. So, you know, just because Denny's has an entire bacon menu and, you know, uh, you know, Applebee's, it's all bacon, everything and bacon, 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 bacon. Okay. That's one thing. But there's also like this, like. Obsession with bacon, where it's like, oh my gosh, bacon candles. I have a bacon candle and a bacon scarf, and oh my gosh, there's bacon vodka and there's bacon this and bacon that and bacon salt and bacon this, and I'm just like, dude, enough! Like, if you want to eat bacon, go ahead and eat bacon. You don't have to make it your profile picture. Yes, you do. And uh, <laughs> dude, I, I know women who have bacon tattoos, uh, which I found to be very funny and weird. Um, but I'll be honest with you, I love bacon so much that honestly, come Christmas time, I think that should be our wrapping paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think bacon should be. I have often said about bacon that it is nature's alarm clock. If you put bacon on the skillet in the morning, I don't care. The laziest person in the house wakes up and is like, what's that? What's that? We're having breakfast? Let's go. I'm ready. Bacon can do that. But apparently the Ohio Port Council out of Columbus, reports that the demand for frozen pork belly, which then gets turned into bacon, is outpacing, the demand for it is outpacing our supply. says today's pig farmers are setting historic records by producing more pigs than ever, and yet the reserves are still depleting, they say. says, excuse the bad joke, not enough piggies going to the market. (laughs) In December 2016, frozen pork belly inventory totaled about 17.5 million pounds, the lowest level since 1957. Jeez. As a result, prices are on the rise. Now, here's the thing on that. It's not like bacon was cheap. Like, bacon's not cheap. Like, I, I don't think that's, uh, that's one of those things that's like, wow, that's such a good... I mean, right? Like, a good pa- like pack of bacon's like six bucks, six, seven bucks. Yeah, bacon's definitely expensive, and it's one of those things that it is worth shelling out a little bit extra for. Like, you know, I'm a, I am, I'm oh, a, dude, ge- if you get thick cut bacon, so yeah, I'm a generic shopper. I am, dude. I don't care about what soap I'm using. I don't care about this, that, or the other, but there when are it certain comes, things, yeah, right. And bacon is definitely one of those so things. Ketchup. A little bit extra is worth it to me. And you're right. That thick cut, like pepper crusted bacon, delicious. Apple smoked delicious. is what they, apple wood smoked. Love it. Can I be honest? I think this is a lie. 
Okay. I think the Ohio Port Council's lying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, I, I think they're totally lying. I, I think I think pig farmers are lying. I think this is like remember two years ago when Sriracha was gonna disappear? Sriracha. <sighs> and dude, this is the, this has become now what what what, what people don't they don't have to advertise anymore. It's so brilliant. Right? right? Like Sriracha went hit the market and they were like, we're running out. Oh. And white people freaked out oh gosh, and were I like, so I'm going to the store and buying Sriracha right now. Just going to Costco, getting that giant 55 gallon right? drum of it. Oh my God, Twinkies are going away. Oh my God, they're selling for $5,000 a box. Next thing you know, somebody comes back in, reinvests, and they're all over the market. This is exa- I think th- I'm, this is a good, well, there's a big conspiracy. <laughs> there's a big conspiracy, and I'm telling you, this is just so we go to the store and continue to buy this stuff. Oh my God, we're going to run out. We're going to run out. We're going to run out. And no, we're not. They've been telling us we're running out of shellfish for 50 years. Well, the thing- and there's still all you can eat shrimp places for 20 bucks. Come on. The thing I'll say about uh, the thing I'll say about that is uh, is I definitely feel like there's a, a level of that. No question about it. And I guess really at the end of the day. Like we can make more pigs. There ain't nothing stopping us from the from the industrial farming, you know, machine to make more pigs. So True. if they need more pigs, they're gonna make more pigs. I think we're gonna be fine. I think we'll be okay. This is America, dude. It's, dude, Trump Nation is not gonna not have bacon, right? We got enough pigs. Swing by Jersey's at two thirty Saturday night. Jeez. You'll see a bunch. You'll see a bunch. A uh, a pretty wild story broke out yesterday. It was all over the news. They were Facebook living it. It was a little bit of a hostage situation. We'll break that down for you next on the Stansbury Show. Six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock one zero six nine online for you. WRQK.com. Uh, if you, <laughs> dude, if you need to learn how to survive a world-ending war, world going nuclear. There, uh, you know, everybody's worried about Trump. There, uh, a guy has given you a way to survive it. Well, at the end of the day, whether you're worried about Trump or support Trump or whatever, everybody can agree that times are kind of crazy right now, and maybe you do need this advice. I am. Um, so I once lived in a town that was on like the list of like the 20 safest cities in America to live in. Yeah. If a bomb like that should go off, because it was so low in a valley uh, that they said a lot of like the like the harmful smoke and the ash and all that kind of stuff would kind of swoop past you. Now people in that town would still be affected, but they said not at the at the rate. That a lot of other cities would, because it's very low in a valley. And uh, honestly, man, I say it all the time. So when World War Three like breaks out and all that stuff breaks out, back to Oregon, this fat boy goes. Like, see ya, like, dude. It's uh, dude. They're armed to the teeth up there. They're in a valley. I like it. I uh, I like it. I uh, I would. I, you know, I, I don't buy into like preppers, but there's a part of me that wants to. You know what I mean? There's a part of me that's like, dude, it's kind of a good plan to have like a a a a a, a, a contingency plan. Should something it's like kind of like the gun argument. Better to have it not need it than need it not have it kind of so i mean doomsday preppers it's kind of like i mean i know they look crazy but but how deep into that hole do you go you know what i'm saying you could say oh better to have it not then not, not need it but then then you're the guy with the with the with the with right. the you know, that spent your life savings on exactly. something you don't need right speaking of that oh my god watch 10 cloverfield lane what a okay. good movie what a good movie and that's kind of John Goodman kind of does that where he builds this bunker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, yeah I was, remember seeing previews. For it that. was pretty. Uh, it, it's pretty like yeah, pretty now, good. There. Is that available via legal services yeah. or is that uh, Stansberry's well, illegal streaming device? I watched it on a jailbroke Fire Stick, but okay. I believe I believe it's a red box item right now. Oh, okay, all right. Yes, so something I would have to pay for. Okay. Yes, yes absolutely. Unless I break fun. the law, or maybe come over, <laughs> and hang out, and I'll break the law for you. Uh, so I saw this yesterday, and two Delaware, this was, uh, Department of Correction employees were being held hostage at a maximum uh, security prison, reading now from foxnews.com. 
Uh, inmates apparently uh, remained locked in, a, in an hours-long standoff with authorities. Um, the spokesperson told reporters that four staff members at the James T. Vaughn Correctional Center in Smyrna were taken hostage at around 10.30 in the morning yesterday. This is right after we got off the air. And uh, now apparently that jail houses on um, Building C. That building itself has 100 inmates. I was going to say 100 inmates doesn't sound like enough for a jail. Uh, that was one building. And one of the employees was released approximately four hours later, while a second was released shortly before 8 p.m. Uh, the first hostage was taken to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. And Delaware Safety and Homeland Security uh, Secretary Rob Coop said the second freed hostage was being examined by medical personnel. How scary. I mean, dude, that's like such a great premise of a movie. Like, you know, the inmates have taken over the asylum. They're holding the guards hostage. That makes for a great movie. It doesn't make for a great real-life situation. How scary is that? Absolutely terrible, terrifying, dude. I mean, I, I, I can Looks only imagine. Looks good on Oz. Doesn't look good in real life. I can only imagine uh, the, the families of those people who were, you know, or even the families of people who didn't necessarily <clears throat> know. Like, is that my dad? Is that my dad? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it's uh, right. And it's like, if you get all those people together... And they overturn the authority. It's like, well, then what happens? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I think there's, uh, you know, we talk about cops a lot. We talk about, you know, the judicial system a lot. But I think there's a lot of oversight or or lack of oversight when it comes to what's going on in prisons. And I'm not trying to put fault on these prison guards for being captured or or being held hostage. We don't know what happened. But there is a little bit of like, well, how could something like this even happen like how is this even a possibility of of you know especially when you consider that most prisons i don't know if this is a, a federally you know federal prison or if it's a, a private prison but most prisons at this point are you know maximum security prison wednesday night that's federal prison. If, 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 if and it's just it just to me it feels like this shouldn't be possible in 2017 we've been going through this for you know a countless you know since america has existed we've been incarcerating people how do we not have a better system to make sure that the officers are are safe. 27 inmates have had left Building C, and now they don't know whether those inmates had been moved and held be, uh, beyond their will or if they were given then weapons to help in the coup. It was not immediately clear how many inmates were were holding the hostages or whether they were armed, so th- they don't know. Like, Did all 27 of those, were they in on this, or were they just kind of freed and moved around? So apparently, inmates reached out to the News Journal in two different phone calls to explain their actions and then make the demands. Uh, prisoners funneled the calls to the paper with the help of one inmate's fiance and another person's mother. The mother told the paper her son was among the hostages. In that call, an inmate said the reasons for doing what we're doing included Donald Trump, everything that he did, all the things that he's doing now. We know the situation is going to change for the worse. The caller said education for prisoners was the inmate's priority. They also said they want effective rehabilitation for all prisoners and information about how money is allocated to prisons. Now, there is no good reason ever to take department of correction officers hostage. But I got to tell you, those are pretty selfless reasons, right? Well, I mean, I mean, those are idealistic reasons. Like when I heard this yesterday, I wasn't like, well, they want better prisons is what they want. Right. Like that's not, I didn't think that's where we were going to head with this is my point. I mean, I'm not giving them credit. I'm just saying like, those are, those are a little idealistic versus the, 
you're going to let us out of here because we just right. want to live free. Right. You're going to you let us I mean? out of here. Everyone gets out of here for free or we all get, you know, better cells or something like that. Like, what they're that. asking for isn't crazy, as I guess is my point. What they're asking for is to be rehabilitated. <laughs> Well, instead of going to jail school, I don't know where I stand on that, because first of all, for you to just come out and say, right and now, I'm, I, I don't want to be like, well, you know, the, the, this criminal is the uh, representative for the left. But as soon as you come out and say, oh, it's because Donald Trump, F Donald Trump, you kind of undercut your entire message. You know what I mean? By, by, by starting with that, by making that your statement, by that's the first thing that comes out of your mouth, at least half the country is like, I don't care, whatever. Whatever you're just you're just you're just being a whiny liberal snowflake baby. So like there is a little bit of not starting off on the well, right. Well, a lot foot. of what the country's going to say is you're not even allowed to vote. We don't we don't care what your opinion is. True, that's and what I mean, that's what know, is going to say. Which if just if I'm going to go off on a, on, a, on a little side tangent there, I totally think that felons should be able to vote. I think everyone should be able to vote, but that's just me. Um, as far as as far as and, and I guess really what he's trying to say is I don't know if this like I said I don't know if this is a a private prison because those can't be maximum security and a federal ah, prison can't right. be as well. You're right. So. I, I don't know if this is him trying to protest against the further privatization of 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 prisons. It kind of sounds because like because I would assume I would assume that going to a private prison versus going to a federal prison, you probably want to go to federal prison because there's some sort of oversight. Once you get into one of those those prisons for profit, I just feel like at that point you're probably dealing with a crappier situation. This is a lot like you'd rather deal with a U.S. soldier than a security firm in Iraq. Uh, yes, exactly. Like Blackwater, it, you'd rather deal with the Marines than Blackwater. Exactly, because there's some sort of oversight, some sort of accountability there. Somebody's watching what's happening, right? Versus, dude, you're a mercenary. Just we don't want to know. Just right. go in there and get it done right so yeah. i you know and listen at the end of the day should this be right, our, that's fair should this be our top priority in life in the country should taking care of felons right uh, no well, i would say no not top priority but what i will say to most of america who's like kind of shrugging this off as you're hearing it right now is dude, a lot of our population goes to jail a lot a lot a lot and so dude like i don't know education in there probably not the worst idea right if we're not truly using those as i don't re- want to pay for it though. as, as we're, if we're not if we're not using those truly as rehabilitation centers all we're doing is is continuing that cycle of crime i mean you have you know we as as society we as law-abiding citizens have to decide at what point are we going to try to intervene during you know uh, the cycle of criminality of 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 of, you know uh, of a person's life and i would say the prison system is really where you would want to hey you made a terrible decision but here's the options once you get out here's how we can make your life better you can reestablish yourself in society you can become we we can become a better a better country for me, and this is just a personal opinion. For me, I, I, I think I, what I would rather have versus like a felon being able to vote, I would like nonviolent felons to have an easier time getting a job. Because if you don't let people get a job, guess what happens? They have to go back to the life of crime. Like you're just creating a vicious cycle there. So like I would that that to me seems like a bigger issue. But maybe if they were allowed to vote, there would be laws and things they got passed that you could vote for that, and we end up getting the thing I want. But what a scary situation! Terrible, I would tell man. Terrible. Right. I would never want to work in a prison. I used to date a nurse oh. who was a prison nurse. Really? For a while. She was in the time that I dated her. She was an ER nurse and a prison nurse. And dude, it was the craziest, oh. the craziest stories of all time. When I lived in California in my early twenties. We just happened to live next door to a guy who was from Ohio too. And like he just happened, it just happened to happen. And he was a corrections officer at the local prison there. And that guy would come home and he would get out of his truck and you could see it on his face. Like it was just like, oh, like that's one of those jobs. When you get home, you're like, thank God I'm home. And his wife every day was just like, she could see her. She's just looking out the window like, is that him? Is that him? Like, cause you never know. 
I mean, dude, jail in California, think about that, man. That, that would be rough stuff. The NFL has stepped in and is stopping some advertising from, uh, from airing during the Super Bowl. I can't quite figure this out. So we'll do it together as a class next on Rock 106.9. If you're still carrying some of that holiday debt, maybe you just have previous credit card debt. I'm here to help you out with that. Let's get that transferred over to a CSC Visa card. Here's what you do. Just hit up CSCFCU.com slash balance transfer. You can find out all about this special. Now, it's going on until about April 30th, but I wouldn't wait. Right? If you wait, all you're doing is paying that higher APR more right. months. Right. Make Start no saving sense. money today. Hit up CSCFCU.com. Get that balance transferred over to a CSC Visa card. Pay a much lower APR. Also, if you're like shopping homes, maybe we want to refinance. Even car. CSE offering really competitive rates on all loan types. CSEFCU.com. A lot of people, their financial plan is to stick their head in the sand and just like, oh, yeah, it's not my, yeah, I'm just going to keep paying it. It's like, no, dude, take your bills, figure out your credit card situation, and go to CSE with it, man. Get yourself a better rate. Save yourself some money. Feel better about your life. I agree. I used to be a stick my head in the sand kind of person, yeah. financial person. I was that person for a long, long time. That's why I was in the situation I was in. Exactly. And it's never going to change that way. CFCFCU.com. So a guy's hitting me up on Twitter. He said, dude, why am I driving past billboards that has Nicolina on it and not and not you? That's a fair question. I don't know why the answer to that is. I don't, I don't have the answer to that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so I'm going to give you I'm, I'm going to give you the stock radio dude answer, right? The, 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 you know, that stock the radio dude answer that says, I don't care about it. Um, They need a billboard and we don't. Yeah, I'm so big I don't need it. Yeah. I'm so big they couldn't put me out of the billboard. Stan's brace so fat, couldn't even get him up there. But of course, I would. Uh, that would be a source of pride for yeah, me to, to see the show logo high in the and the sky. Dude, look. Here's the thing. I, I think Q92 is a terrible radio station. Yeah. But I will give Donnie this. He'll spend money. He will spend money. Like he he will spend money to advertise this radio station. He won't make it any better. But he'll spend no, money. Right, but he'll right. spend money to advertise. He won't spend money on air talent. But he will spend money on billboards. So I you know I I'd rather be here where they where they like the talent being good and then you know it's our job to kind of get the word out about us. Now you know a couple of promos on the air about us might not be the worst idea in the world. I'd kind of like that you know. But uh, well they uh they they the, the boss man actually offered me like a uh, some construction paper and like a black magic marker. And he's like, dude, just write Stansberry show. Go stand on the street corner, Fantone. There's your sign. So, I might well, let's doing, get on it. I might be doing that later. You can find me on Tusk. So, the Super Bowl is this weekend, Sunday. We all know that. Yeah, and, no. um, you know, Fantone's had this great idea. And I, and I, I co sign. I feel like uh, the Super Bowl should be moved to Saturday. For sure. I, I mean, I don't know what we're still doing this on Sunday for. Hey, you know, if it was Sunday at noon kickoff, okay, that makes sense. I, I, I can embrace that. But when it's yeah, Sunday. Yeah, like a one o'clock game, like the way it, it always is. When it's Sunday at eight o'clock at night. Bro, come on. I got to be up at four. Especially when you consider, I mean, even us. Okay, well, we have to get up super early. But so most it's probably people are up too. at six. Most people are up at six. Most people have kids, and kids want to. Dad, I want to watch Super Bowl. Well, you we can't stay up that late. You got school tomorrow, idiot. So no, I it's Saturday. I don't understand why we can't do Super Bowl Saturday. So the NFL kind of does some things that are head scratchy, right? And I'm head scratching this okay. as they have stepped in and have pulled an ad from the air. And I have an issue with the NFL stepping in here, and I'll tell you why here in a minute. Here's what happened: GNC was going to run an ad. Okay. Okay, and the NFL stepped in and is pulling the GNC ad from the Super Bowl. The reason is is because three percent of GNC's products contain substances that are verbatim, like you're not allowed to take them in the NFL. They're on the banned substance list. Three percent of GNC's products contain 
things in them that are banned by the NFL substance abuse list. Okay. Okay? Now, now is that... Well, are they advertising those specific products? Are they advertising... I, you know, I don't know what the product is but that's banned, but like... I have, is it that in particular thing? Jeff Hennian, GNC's vice president of marketing and e-commerce, told AdAge that his company received the word NFL's rejection on Monday, just six days before the Super Bowl. It was the first time that they had showed us any concern, he said. The unearned, the unaired ad isn't all that scandalous. It simply shows some impressive feats of strength and people pumping iron in like cool old warehouses and that kind of okay. stuff. It said that the dispute comes from the fact that GNC is listed on a memo from the NFL and the Players Union as a prohibited company because it has been associated with the production, manufacture, or distribution of NFL banned substances. I understand why the NFL wants to build distance between banned substances and the distributors of such banned substances. I think you're getting pretty high and mighty about the advertising that's going on in your game versus the stuff that is going to air, which is Hardy's commercials of whores like straddling cheeseburgers. I think we're getting into a very weird territory for the NFL to get into. Whores and cheeseburgers aren't on the banned substance list. But alcohol's not on the banned substance list. I'm not an NFL player. I can take whatever I want that comes out of GNC. Well, so, yeah, like, aren't I the consumer? Yeah, but I'm the consumer. Nobody's trying to get Julio Jones to go to GNC. But the consumer doesn't get to make decisions for the NFL. The NFL is going to make decisions on its own. There, I think it's I think it's a weird place to step in. I really do. I think it, I think it's a strange thing to talk about because let's be honest about what this is. They're not illegal products. They're just banned in your league. This is stuff that might not even be banned in the in Major League Baseball, hockey, or or the NBA. Right? Like, I don't know. I mean, I know these different leagues ban different things. Or, you oh, know what certainly, I mean? yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that, I mean, this is the most watched event at all month, at least. I bet all year. And I don't know why the NFL, like, it's not. Is it because kids want to go to the NFL and this is high school football? But they're not being tested for this stuff yet. And it's on a grown-up that enters the NFL to read the NFL PA and figure out what he's allowed to put in his body what he's not. I, this seems like a very weird... Now, they have the right. I understand that. But this seems like a very weird place to step in and use your power when the rest of the night, you're going to shove fattening food, which isn't good for athletes, down my face. You're going to shove beer down my face, which isn't good for athletes. You're going to shove all this stuff. But, but we're talking about things that are banned and performance enhancing, the, the, the reason why they are. Cheeseburgers are not performance enhancing. You know, uh, uh, Budweiser are not performance enhancing. Now, Twitter's bringing up a great point. Jay, this is a great point. Now, I would imagine Viagra and Cialis and all that stuff and sleeping pills and all those kind of all that kind of stuff has things in it that, that are banned, right? Nobody's selling Pfizer not to run Viagra ads, right? Is Viagra on the banned NFL side? I would imagine there's something. If 3% of what's in GNC's products are banned from the NFL, you'd mean to tell me what's in Viagra's not? And that's doctor prescribed? I mean, that's the whole thing, too, is, like, you can't just be snorting Adderall in the NFL, but if you're doctor prescribed, like... I don't even think if your doctor prescribes, you're allowed to take so, Adderall. So, I just feel like we're talking about a, a, a substance banned from the league, a, 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 a something that you're not... It's not a doctor I'll prescribed. I'll tell you why I don't like survival. this. I'll tell you why I don't like it. 
This is very hypocritical of the NFL when you have hidden concussion studies for years and you won't let these guys smoke marijuana to deal with their pain, but you'll pump them full of painkillers when nobody's looking. You'll take needles and stick them in their knees, bandage them up and go, get back out there, warrior. Get back out there, gladiator. But now because I want a fat-burning pill while I'm watching the Super Bowl, now Roger Goodell's going to whip out his moral authority, D, and tell me what's good? It just seems very strange. Viagra not banned. Okay. Extends is. Okay. Now, but that's like why is, until you get out of the gas station versus a doctor prescribed drug. Right. But they're going to hide under the guise of Pfizer is going to spend a money. And that's why that's okay. I, I think I, I just think it's very hypocritical given this league on how they've handled painkiller addiction. And how they've handled dog oh, just just shoot the knee up at halftime and you know get him back out there. That's this league. That's th- this league that denied CTE for 50 years. Not only denied it, suppressed it. Hit it. Paid people to hide it from you. And you're going to step in now on GNC? I, it just seems very weird. And like I said, there's going to be a million parents watching the Super Bowl that have to like cover their kids' eyes because, you know, Paris Hilton's going to strap the hood of a NASCAR while, while cheese drips down her, her cleavage, and everybody's going to go, oh, America, that's so great. But GNC's total fat burner pill is the thing that's going to take us down and ruin the moral compass of, of America? I, it just seems very strange. Seems very, dude, the NFL is so hypocritical with what they will allow and what they won't. And, you know, this is the day and age of calling everybody out. So I'm on my hill about calling them out. Bet you we'll all be watching, though. Oh, for Bet sure. You're I'm, NFL, it, baby. And again, I'm not, I'm not, Super but again, Bowl. I'm not one of those people that's going to pretend I won't watch it because of this stuff, but I have the right to be like, that's not right. And at the end of the day, let me ask you this question. We're yeah. going to get into this a couple of more times throughout the rest of the week because sure. it is Super Bowl week. Is the Super Bowl commercial still worth the money? I'm not sure it's worth the money. They leaked two weeks prior. You never, you know what I mean? They're not special. I don't hear people talking about them on Monday morning the way we used to. You still do, but not the way you used yeah, to. Not the way you used to, certainly. But is it still as far worth as, the as, money? As far as like the leak goes, uh, yes, I think it's still worth the money, especially because of the leak. It gets leaked two weeks early, and yeah, maybe that takes away some of the like, oh my gosh factor when you first see it, or oh my god, that was so funny, ha ha ha. But you're, more people are seeing it. So at the end of the day, all Doritos wants is more eyes on that product. If that's two weeks before the Super Bowl, so be it. Okay. I just, I'm not sure it's worth the money anymore. That Plenty of people doing it, right? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I must. GNT well, yeah. fighting to do it. Yeah, they're trying to get on it. I can't believe they're going to ban that. I can't believe them. Here comes Hardee's and Carl's Jr. They're selling you sex so they so you buy french fries. Sex and cheeseburgers. Well, they understand me. They do. Hardy's America, they USA, do that's me. the whole thing. We're not doing push-ups. We're eating cheeseburgers over here. We'll send you to see Alice Cooper, 8 o'clock. More Stansberry Show headed your way next. Hang on. This is Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Los Angeles. Trip for two for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. You get your keyword, 9 o'clock. Listen to this, though. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, 7 p.m., is Dollar Dog Night at the Canton Charge Game. Nice. Grand Rapids Drive in town. And that's Dollar Dog Night presented by Sugardale. Free Kid Zone presented by uh, Constellation there. Oh, dude, you get to do post-game free throws. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, dude, it's always a good time with can't charge games. Tickets available 
CantonCharge.com or the Civic Center box office there. But it's Dollar Dog Night tomorrow night. Can't beat that. Yeah, honestly, dude, you think about it. You tickets started as low as 8 bucks. You know, parking's cheap. You got Dollar Dog Night. I mean, you have a pretty, uh, pretty good time in downtown Canton tomorrow for a pretty uh, reasonable price there. Agreed. Stansberry dropping 20s at the Dollar Dog Stand. Just making it rain at the Dollar Dog Stand. I wonder how many hot dogs I could eat. I'll place the over-under at 7. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I bet I could eat seven hot dogs during a charge game and be like, ah, I'd be full, but I bet I could. Hey, during can- a whole game? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, it's two and a half hours there. Yeah, you can put down a six-pack of hot dogs plus one. Of course, Stansberry could. I'm sure uh, Stansberry's um, his quest to uh to to date a Canton Charge girl would go very well after that. Hey, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna eat these seven hot dogs up in the stands here. Will you go out on a date with me, please? I bet the I bet the food vendor goes out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, there's so many Trump stories in the news anymore that sometimes yeah. like sometimes when I'm putting the rundown for the show together, I'm like, all right, we gotta get a Trump story in here because he's like the thing that moves the needle. And then there's other days where I'm just like, enough, I just don't want to talk about it. And, you know, I, I just don't think everything the guy does is controversial. I, I, he does enough controversial stuff that, like, let's stay focused on those and not create controversy where there isn't any. I will agree 100% right? on that Right, you gotta stay on focused on the stuff that's, like, really controversial. I, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think if anything, maybe maybe the left, maybe Democrats would have learned that, like, you gotta pick your battles, you can't be a champion of every cause. Here's what and- I will say to the Democrats. You are not going to win a stone-throwing contest with the Republican. They have proven to be better at the stone throwing contest. All right, that's not good, but they have proven to be better at it than the Democrats. And when you when you when you flip out about every little thing or things that really don't need to be flipped out on, you undercut your message. You really do. And, and and when you do have a point, when you do have a veiled statement, it's like, well, dude, you've been crying wolf for the past, you know, every little thing. It, it, it undercuts your message. So I have a report here on Donald Trump, and I guess my point to talk about this is is that 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago even, if we would have found this out about a president, this would have been something we would have joked about. It would have been funny. But now, this is, see, he's a liar, and we can't trust him because of this. And when I tell you what this is, you're going to laugh, because it's ridiculous. Donald Trump's longtime doctor... Okay, so this is the guy that knows. This is the same dude that... They said he was the healthiest president ever, right? I believe that's the same guy. Okay. Donald Trump's longtime doctor says that Donald Trump takes hair growth drugs. And like I said, this is like five years ago, this would have been late night fodder. We would have kind of made fun of it. Then, you know, SNL would have went to like a fake hair growth spot and like there, there was to be something there. But now people are passing this around. And again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to pick on the few versus the many here because I know most people aren't doing this. It's just a handful. But people are passing this around as the, this is evidence of how we can't trust this guy. And I don't get that. I don't understand that at all. I think... And you're sold that men have this issue, but as my mom has had hair loss issues, this affects women as much as it does men. For sure. You know what I mean? And my, my mom holds a, a serious amount of embarrassment over it. She does not like it. Um, and so I, I, the point is, I know this, and so I know what this is like, and I don't think, first of all, I'm not sure America would vote in a bald president. Um, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see. I, I wonder what the stats say on that. But I don't think that this is a big, is this a big deal? 
that it, that he takes hair growth drugs? Um, no, not at all. I mean, I, if, okay. if, if you're asking me, is this in a big deal? No, not not in the slightest. And am I? Would I even hold it against somebody who lied over vanity? No, not really. I mean, especially considering, you know, as, as as I see President Trump, I mean, it doesn't seem even far-fetched to me that that would be the case. And I really don't hold it against him because you're right. There is some embarrassment that comes with it. There is some, like... I mean, does he have uh, to come out there and tell me he's got crowns on his teeth? You know what there, I mean? There's a little bit of machismo that comes with your hair. And thank God I'm not going bald because yeah. it would suck, dude. It would suck. It yeah. would. Um, and as far as bald presidents, we've had a couple of them. Dwight Eisenhower being one of them. I'm saying now. Oh, saying now. I'm saying now does you're i knew we've had ball presidents in the past does that play on television now i don't know if it was maybe one of those like i shave it bald because that's my look you embrace it you you embrace it if it looked i'm telling you if you had the crown around the back of your head like oh the monk the monk haircut yeah yeah. i don't think america votes for that guy um no i probably not i uh think about how crazy that is well i mean think about a fat guy you know what i'm saying like i I, there's something about like we expect or i guess once upon a time we had this expectation of like a a, like a a, rock like an authentic look man good looking like man right and and uh, that's not necessarily what we should be looking for obviously dude i'd much rather have somebody capable of doing the job than looking like they're capable of doing the job but uh, obviously um the visual aspect of a politician is going to play in in the public's perception listen to this he takes multiple drugs doctor uh his doctor says this is president trump he takes medications including a prostate related drug to promote hair growth and Mr. Trump's longtime physician, Dr. Harold N. Bornstein, said in a series of recent interviews that he also takes antibiotics to control rosacea, which is a common skin problem. And it is a common skin problem. A lot of yeah. people have that. I don't think there's anything, you know, tawdry about that. I do. I, what do we, I mean, are we really like calling disease? You know what I mean? Like, of course, rosacea isn't like something to be embarrassed about or ashamed of. I mean, we're talking about rosacea here. I mean, I, I know it'll have, it'll make people who have it kind of be a little self conscious, but dude, they're not like lepers or right, anything. Like, right. you know, you know what I mean, right. like, yeah, it's, yeah. It, feel bad about that. The other. I worked with a guy in a promotions department of a radio station, though. His name is John. Yeah. And John was a good dude. And he had that problem really bad. And, dude, in the middle of summer, I mean, it'd be 100 degrees. We'd be out in a car parking lot, like, putting up the inflatable for the radio station. We'd all be sweating in shorts and this. Right. And he was in jeans and long sleeve t shirts. And I didn't know for the longest time. I kept asking him, like, what is the deal? And then finally, somebody said to me, they're like, dude, there's an issue here. And I was like, oh, well. And I kind of felt bad. I felt bad for him. I was like, dude, that sucks, man. Like, I'm not, dude, I said to him the one day we were working about, I was like, dude, I get it. I'm not going to make fun of you. <laughs> dude, take that long sleeve shirt off. It's hot as balls out here. What are you doing? I don't have any issue with this stuff with Trump. The thing I'm going to say with, with, with this doctor is, I mean, this guy's got to, unless he's allowed to say these things, unless Trump gave him permission to say these things, I mean, this dude has to have broken numerous HIPAA laws, right? Ain't numerous. From from the get go, this God, I didn't even think of that. I mean, this this has to be a conflict of interest when your doctor is out there either talking to the press or or, or like also, releasing these things. Dude, the health of the president, I believe, is something you well, probably want. Security or something. Yeah, right? you probably want that coming from from. Well, I don't know if we want anything coming from the press secretary these days, but I would imagine that that's you want that that message funneled through one voice. So, with that being said, and obviously this guy, Doctor of Trumps, for essentially ever. Hey, I'm gonna write a book. Well, right. is is this either A, this guy breaking HIPAA laws, or is this B, Trump giving him permission to say these things? And we've often I don't said, buy that. Well, yeah. we've often said about President Trump, he's a uh, he's very good at the sleight of hand. 
And is this is. a, is this a, hey, let's get these idiots talking about this. Look at my hair. Look at my hair. Yes, look at my hair. And probably. While I'm doing this with, you know, you look at my left hand while I'm, 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 I'm pulling the card out of my pocket in the right. I mean, that's, yeah, that's it sounds like tricks it. there. Yeah. Hey, get out there and say this because yeah. I'm about to do this. Talk about my hair. My hair. Yeah. Talk about my hair. They love my hair. It's the greatest hair. He did go visit uh, the family of that fallen soldier the other day. I thought that was nice. As damn well the president should. I uh, Yeah, I, I thought that was nice. I, you know? I did. I liked it. I, I, I mean, listen, of course that's nice, and you should go see those families. I just feel like, yeah, president stuff right there. That's what you're doing. That's who you are. That's what, that's what you I should agree. be doing. I'm not, I'm not going to like the greatest president ever. He no. went and saw a dead soldier's family. Well, of course. I mean, that's what the president does. That's <laughs> yeah, who I, he is, what he does. I don't think him taking hair growth medicine is tawdry. People are passing it around like, see, this is he's a liar. It's like, not a big deal. Yeah, it's not, not a big, a big deal, deal, deal at all. All right, we're doing something in this country. We seem to do this every year, and I think it's probably time we stop because if you really think about it, it's based in craziness, and yet we all pretend it's cute and fun. We'll get into that next on the Stansbury. Well, six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock one six nine. About a half hour, we'll send you to see Alice Cooper, Edgar Winter, and Deep Purple, September 9th out at Blossom. It's a good show, dude. It that really is, show. man. I mean, three quality acts right there. I mean, Alice Cooper could stand up on stage and give you two hours worth of hits. And then you throw in Deep Purple, and then Edgar Winter. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. I, uh, I will be attending that show. I love Alice Cooper. Always been a big fan. You know what? Most of what I own of his is still on vinyl. I should probably pick up some digital copies of that stuff. Speaking of vinyl, I don't know if you saw this. I don't know the dates on it, but uh, Buzzbin Mike, obviously the man who makes stuff happen in downtown Canton. Acoustic uh, Kuka coming there, by the way. During one of their days, they're going to have like a a vinyl flea shop. They're going to have like a bunch of vinyl collectors come in. You really? Get to go through it, sell stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to get Mike on the air for that. Big shock there. Buzzbin Mike making things happen in downtown. Yeah, we got, yeah I got, remind me to reach out to him. I, yeah, I, I want to know more will. about that. Yeah, 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 I definitely want to know more about that. Stansbury definitely wants to reach out to him about waffles too dude yeah if you can bring me some waffles man you know not gonna kill me mike <laughs> you know what i mean not gonna hurt you either you know what? we shouldn't do that he's so good to us that always, guy is so dude. good to us. always right. he is actually very good to us i should not do that all right america it's time we stop doing something because i think we're being dumb okay and if you think about really what it is this is like the town drunkard said it and everybody's like yeah good idea yeah, it makes sense to and me. that is why in the hell are we <laughs> dude Puxatawney phil really yeah. groundhog day in 2017 is still a thing that makes americans go yeah let's do this and again this is going to be one of those things and i don't mean to get political okay but as you run around the country trying to figure out how donald trump became president it's because a bunch of morons will, will file into a city and watch a rodent decide whether or not we get winner what now obviously I don't think we can look at the groundhog as a an accurate meteorologist. I would uh, I would much rather take you know Jeff Tanchak maybe or, or even Dick Goddard as a possibility. But 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 there's a little bit of like, what's the harm in it? <sighs> okay, now harm, probably not a lot. But isn't there something like? Grown-ups are standing around pretending this is science. 
isn't like, and I'm not supposed to look at you like you're dumbasses. I mean, we're standing around pretending like 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 a dude walked on water and made loaves out of fish. And I tell people they're dumbasses. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you, you know what I mean, like this isn't necessarily so far out. You know what I'm saying? This isn't like so far. Like, oh my god, this is. You're right. When you bring up the other craziest <laughs> stories ever told, this one kind of isn't crazier than that. I get what you're trying to do, but you went to the ultimate oh, no, sh- suspension. Of disbelief. You just trust me it's, on this. It's not as crazy as Jesus and pro wrestling, right? No, you're right. right. It's not as crazy as burning bushes that talked. And it's not as crazy as a dude coming back from the dead. It's not as crazy as a dude walking on water. It's not as crazy as a dude getting swallowed by a whale, spit out, still alive, and stomach acid, not burning the skin off of his bones. You're right. It's not no. any crazier than any of those stories. Right. But that's a pretty weird <laughs> yardstick to be using to measure, my man. Right? Like, isn't this nuts? Here's how I know this is all BS. Okay. Columbus, Ohio, yeah. now has their own rodent. Buckeye Chuck is his see, name. See? Buckeye Chuck. And he's more famous than me. <laughs> and if you don't think that's part of the reason why I'm doing this, you're out of your mind. But, so, it's not Puxatawney Phil. Obviously, the first Phil probably dead. Yo, the first 40 Phil is probably dead. So, like, this isn't a thing is my point. Like, all right. I know friends that are in Pennsylvania right now for this. Like, they went. Like, this girl I know is on Facebook, and she's all excited about it. For what? I don't, I, I don't get it. Is it like watching the ball drop on New Year's Eve in New York, where, like, yeah, the experience is probably going to suck. You're going to have to stand there for 12 okay. hours. You're not going to be able to pee. You're not going to be able to do anything. But the moment is so big that when Puxatawney Phil comes out, you got to be a part of that magic. Okay, I can explain this one away, too. Right? You ready? Because I knew you were going to go here. I knew right, it. Right, I knew it. I, I was, when, I was pl- when I was prepping this yesterday, I was like, here, he's going to go to New Year's Eve. I knew it. Okay, that ball drop situation in New York City is absolutely ridiculous. But at least there, dude, I get a concert. I get New York City. You're getting Puxatawney. Yeah, you're getting you're getting a groundhog being held up by like the town mayor wearing he's wearing like an Abraham Lincoln style soap hat and like I, I, Puxatawney. I mean, dude, I have a Denny's. I don't need to go to Puxatawney. No, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what else you're doing in Puxatawney there. At least on New Year's Eve, I get New York City. I'm in New York City traveling, and then I can take in, I don't know, the best city in America. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's a lot of upside yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you're making, you're making solid arguments. There's a arguments. lot of upside there. There's no upside to Puxatawney. Um, you know how I know? Because none of you do. We pay attention to it every year, and nobody can effing spell it. It's it doesn't matter. I heard that uh, the Puxatawney Phil doesn't even necessarily have that great of a track record when it comes to accurately predicting weather. And 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 I think he saw his shadow this morning. Is that what the reports are? Six Is more weeks of winter. So six more weeks of winter. But here's the weird thing. I guess Buckeye Chuck and Puxatawney Phil both saw the same thing. I, well, you know, I, I'm not surprised necessarily. If it's one groundhog, it's all groundhogs, I would say. Is that I'm how sure, it works? I'm sure across the country people are doing their groundhog day celebrations. Know. Dude, listen to this. One year, sorry, but one year, uh, apparently a real estate company, I want to list them because they killed an animal, apparently sponsored the Puxatawney Phil, and like he ate the green paint that was around the cage, Jeez. And, he t- Jeez. and he died. Sorry, Pete, I'm not laughing. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, dead groundhog. Well, here's the thing, dude. I mean, there's plenty of people out there right now who have shot and killed groundhogs on their properties or poisoned groundhogs on their properties. It's not like they're uh it's not like they're an animal that um uh, that you would necessarily want in your yard in your house something like that shout out to bill murray yeah. made famous for two groundhog movies there he is trying to kill one in caddyshack and he can't get over the day in groundhog Jeez, day dude yeah shout out to bill murray Bill murray making a career out <laughs> of this thing becoming a national treasure over groundhog movies um and i guess here's the thing if you tell me right now well like hey it's february 2nd and you've got six more weeks of winter okay 
Like, if that puts me in the middle of March and winter's over, okay. And I guess really what that is, it's kind of the shift of, of when the seasons happen, where once upon a time it felt like winter started in November and was over by the end of February. Now it feels like it kind of starts in January over by the end of April. And it's like, well, dude, if I'm, if I'm out of the winter, if I'm out of the winter predicament, if I don't have to worry about, you know, salt and, 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 and shoveling and all those stupid things by the middle of March, I feel like that's all right. I'm okay with that, Pucks. I'm being told that it's an escape for the human being, Ben says. No different than St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo, or any other. Other holiday we celebrate that has no actual meaning, bro. Cinco de Mayo has actual meaning. That's Mexico's Independence Day. That is, dude. That's serious meaning. You know, we're in America. I don't want those Mexicans coming over here. I mean, that's, well, let's that, I mean, not pretend that there's not a lot of Mexicans here. That's. Uh, I think that's going to be the argument there's of Trump Nation. Fifteen L camps in this town. That's we awesome got plenty too. of Mexicans. That's dude. Awesome. Speaking of Mexican restaurants, I went to uh, Don Tequila's last night on uh, on, on Tuscan. That was a delicious, uh, delicious little well, Mexican restaurant. Um, I don't get this. I don't necessarily. And I find, get it and honestly, and I've been on the radio for seventeen years telling people that St. Patrick's Day is stupid. Well, at the end of the day, at least those are drinking holidays, and you can say what you want to say. Well, we should be more considerate about, you know, whatever. Who cares? They're drinking holidays to us. We celebrate holidays how we decide to celebrate holidays. People don't know about Mexican Independence Day. They just know, hey, 5th of May, let's go get margaritas and chips and salsa at Don Tequila's. You know what I mean? Yeah. We do what we want to do with holidays. Um, That's true. Thanksgiving doesn't mean what it should. No. No, Neither does Christmas. No. That's true. It's it's, it's the commercialization of all this. I'll make room for that. But, like, there's nothing else to this holiday other than the 15 seconds of, hey, the mayor holds it up, and does he see his ground? And then what? And there's no party. There's no drinking. No, there's no presents. There's, there's no pl- anything. There's plenty of stuff that happens after. After that? they do it, thousands of adults pretend that oh. this is science. Oh. So the same, so you get, so let me get this straight. Let me, just let me get this straight. I want to make sure I have this, America. Maybe I'm wrong on it. But... You will debate climate change scientists on Facebook and Twitter, but the rodent telling you more snow is coming <laughs> is logical. If the, dude, if, if Groundhog Day started today and I came on the radio and said, new trend, new rule, Bill Maher, new rule, next winter, I'm going to hold Chuck E. Cheese over my head. And depending which way he looks, you'll get spring. You would have me committed, right like we all and now look, I all right, so here's where this whole thing starts. Once upon a time I was dating a girl, and I was crazy about her. And this whole thing came up, and she said to me, Let's go to Puxatani. And I said, What for? I don't understand. She's like, Well, the rodent. The crown dog's gonna tell us how much more winter we get. And I just thought in the back of my head, oh my god. I sleep with a moron. Yeah, was that the moment you mentally broke up with her? Yes. Was that like the, uh... I was like, oh my God, you're not on the same wavelength as me. Like, we are not, we're not compatible. You are an idiot. And so this can't happen. I just, it sounds like the, like the logic of a crazy person. And we all just pretend like, yep, well, that's, it's it's definitive. And not only that, this is news. Guys, news. So when you're all complaining, fake news, alternative facts, fake news, they've been putting this rodent on TV for 50 years as news. So let's not pretend Donald Trump, the GOP, and everybody else is ruining your news. We've been pretending this is factual forever. The suspension of disbelief that comes with this is absolutely crazy. You're right. Climate change scientists have no idea what they're talking about, 
but the groundhog in Pennsylvania of all effing places can figure this out. It is literally ridiculous, and thousands of morons are sitting there in Pennsylvania, and it's like, look, poke the dolly field, and you guys wonder why we have the systems we have. I'm not. I'm not just going to sit around and pretend that craziness is cute. <laughs> it's crazy. You need to be locked up. More Sansbury show right around the corner. Also, Alice Cooper tickets next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury show on Rock 106.9. A few minutes from right now, I'll give you some Alice Cooper tickets. That show's September 9th. Edgar Winter, Deep Purple, part of that as well. Out of Blossom. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need to win those. This is not what I was intending to uh, speak to you about right now, Fantone. Okay. So I'm just wading into this right now. So you'll have to uh, you'll have to apologize some of the some of the confusion I will have with it. Calling an audible. But uh, but maybe you have read more about this than I have. Out of Yahoo now, where apparently um, Fashion Week has started. Yeah, it's a big deal in in New York. I don't know if you've ever been to New York while Fashion Week is going on. I mean, as much as it's a busy city, I've been there, and I didn't go into any like the Fashion Week stuff, but I happened to be there when that was going on, and you can tell the difference in the city. It's a big deal there, okay? But apparently, there is a fashion line coming out that's based solely around homeless people. They're using homeless people and how they dress as inspiration for a new clothing line. A Japanese brand is, that, or rather, modeled so, its tone deaf, they call it, uh, line. Uh, Yahoo's calling it that. So this isn't, this isn't some, some fashion line saying, like, you know what we need to do is we need to draw attention to the problem with homeless people. No. And since we're a fashion line, we'll do a homeless fashion show, and we'll, we'll, we'll show the, 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 the hardships of these people's lives. This isn't that. This is people just Wearing making- crappy clothing. Jesus. It says here, as our designer traveled the cities of America, the show note, right, he witnessed the various ways in which people there lived on the streets and knowledge they ha- have acquired while doing so. His observations of these so-called homeless or street people revealed that, uh, that they had uh, full of clever ideas for covering the necessities of life. Obviously, yes, you try to stay warm in the middle of the night, so you're going to get, you know, you're going to improvise with what's around you. Homelessness will make you incredibly resourceful, incredibly, because you have no other option at that Bro, point. Bro, they made a long jacket. All right, it's a long down jacket, puffy, very puffy, right? It goes down to this guy's knees, and it's all in newspaper print. Like, so you're wearing a newspaper, see what I'm saying? Right. That's. I mean, look, fashion, when stuff first comes out, every time you see anything from Fashion Week, you're like, no real person wears that. Right. You know what I mean? So there is part of that. Okay, but I don't. Are you going to get people on the side of dressing like they're homeless? Well, although I guess back in the early people would have been like, you're going to buy jeans with holes in them. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing with fashion is that as it becomes like, you know, down the runway, of course, it's like, ah, that's way too much. But over time, it's watered down. Target gets their own version of it. it Now you can sell it to fat people like me. It becomes less and less, you know, of of outlandishness and like, all right, well, we'll make it a little less like flashy and a little bit more like what mainstream America wears. So eventually, it probably won't be for a while, but eventually those fashion things you see on the runway do work their way into into, you know, modern or, or, or you know, regular culture. It's just a much toned down or toned down level of it. They say here the the, the fingerless gloves for the homeless line cost 150 bucks. Jesus. Fingerless gloves, 150 bucks. I this is all right. I'm a guy that doesn't like to get offended. Right. I don't like that kind of thing, but I think 
It's a little insensitive. Oh, certainly. And I, I think they... I think Plus, they, part of my clothing, part of my, the, my, my willingness to spend more money on clothing is when I'm walking around, I want people to be able to tell I live inside. Yeah, there's nothing worse than like you're, you're, you're driving down the street and you see a guy and you're like, oh, maybe I'll throw a, you know, a dollar in his cup there. And he's like, no, I'm just walking down the street. This is how I dress. I'm, asking, I'm being asked via Twitter if, if this is what they did in Zoolander. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know because I'm one of the people that didn't lie about how good that movie was. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Zoolander. Yeah, I don't really was care that, about was that. Was that what Will Ferrell was doing? He was coming down wearing homeless people clothes? I can't remember. I, honestly, I, I don't remember. know. I was one of those people that saw that movie and was like, I don't get it. This um, is falling deaf on me. I mean, it is. It's. It, I think. I think whoever wrote the article was kind of right to call it tone deaf. I mean, the concept of dressing down a little bit that 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 worn clothes has been a, a thing now. Like I said, holes in jeans and distressed clothing. It's popular. In 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 looking, I don't I don't know what the hobo chic is the term for it. Isn't Jeez. isn't like a new concept? I mean, that's kind of a thing that's you know looking a little tattered, looking a little beat up. There's something cool about it you know what i mean yeah. like don't get me wrong you know wearing nice new clothes or something confidence building about that and, and you look good but there's also something about like worn jeans and something you know where where that's that's been a thing for a while i just feel like homelessness is obviously a very serious problem and i mean you know you can say oh they're just a bunch of bums and they're 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 terrible people none of them have any work ethic they're all drug addicts but at the end of the day the one fundamental difference between people who have a house and people who do not have a house is that house? That's it. Though these people aren't better or worse than you. These people aren't 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 the, aren't the scourge of society that we all try to make them out to be. These are people. These are. Uh, I mean, not all of them are not the scourge of, them, of society, but, but there's a decent amount. But there's a decent amount of people who live in in houses who are the scourge of society. So I mean, like, right. we, so we all act like, oh, these are the worst of the worst of the worst, and that's not necessarily the case. These are veterans. These are people who who most. Who, these are yeah. people who have fallen sick. These are people who can't, you know, who can't who can't get over some sort of a hurdle. Whether that hurdles addiction, mental issues, or whatever it is, or just you know generational poverty, but it really does it dehumanizes what is a group of people who have been dehumanized already. It, I, it continues that. I want to say that America wouldn't fall for this, and we're not going to be dumb enough to, to, to dress like homeless people. But there was a time when somebody would have said that about bottled water. Hey, we're going to bottle water and sell to him. I know Jeff Gaffigan brought that. He's like, dude, how dumb do I think the Americans are? Well, it's like. I'm- <laughs> Right. Well, and dude, let's let's look back at some of the worst of the worst fashion trends of the past thirty years. The Fair. Past, let's do that. We uh, have a couple of minutes. Of let's the do past, that. Of Fair. the past forty years. So to say. Okay. When I was growing up, hammer pants. Exactly. I had a pair of. Uh, dude, they were like gold, like flaked hammer pants, and like, do you remember? It was uh, two weeks ago. We were talking about uh, some of you younger people might not know this. But Z Cavaricci right. with the butterfly things over right. your penis and that right. whole thing. Uh, I mean, I was alive for parachute pants. What is up with pants? Like, I mean, if we <laughs> just can't stop messing with pants. If we focus on the 80s alone, dude, there are so many comical fashion trends that came out at that time. So to say that, like, oh, well, there's no way America would embrace this. Yes, we would. We're the same people. You know what I mean? Like, we are the same people who were wearing hammer pants. What, what do you mean we couldn't do this? We totally could do this. Gold flaked hammer pants. God, I hope there's no photos of that anywhere. I mean, I mean, dude, those, they were obnoxious. I, I think it was like IOU. Like, remember those stores, Chess King and look at, IOU. Look, and all at, stuff? look at, look at, look at the nineties. Look at Jinko jeans. Oh, look at, look at, look at, brutal. Look at, those are coming back, right? And well, that's that, that's the whole thing is that like we can say, oh, we'll never do that. No, yes, we totally would. We'll do it again.
We'll do, dude. We're making, we're making an entire. Like, You're bringing up a great point. I think, I think Jango jeans are homeless fashion. At, at this point, <laughs> at this point, you've donated your Jango jeans to 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 Goodwill, and now some homeless person. Well, that's the on. other thing. Think about that. I mean, think about how many people shop at Goodwill. Right. I mean, a lot. I do. All right. So when I first took this job, I was kind of dating one of these girls, and she's like super fashion forward. Right. And but she loves that. She loves the bargain bin. She had me in that the, the, the Goodwill here and like whatever that other place is up on Whipple. Like on Wednesdays, they do family day or whatever. And we always had to go and she was always buying things in and out of there. And so I guess I mean, it's it's tone deaf. It certainly is. Obviously, it's the company's right to do so. But I, I, I mean, here's the thing. There's also some of these people who were super Russell Westbrook out of the NBA is a very good example. That guy loves fashion. It's big into it, okay? Now, I'm not knocking that. Everybody's got their thing. But I've seen that guy show up to the arena. You know, they kind of show you the guys walking through the arena, carrying a purse and wearing all kinds of stuff. And I was like, that looks like homeless clothing. Like, there is something about having so much money. Like, that's who can get away with this. Right. Is you have to have so much money that you're eccentric, not a dumbass. You know what I mean? And money's the only thing that makes you, you know, eccentric. Everybody else is just an idiot. I uh, I mean, yeah, the uh, do we have seen some pretty? I mean, platform shoes, right? I mean, you go back to the seventies, right? Platform Just awful shoes. clothing, terrible things that we all embrace and thought looked so sweet. We're like, oh, dude, look how good this looks. I'm gonna wear this. This is what I'm gonna buy. Remember bomber jackets? Yeah, dude, that was all the rage. God, that dude, Top Gun came out and everybody wanted to be. Everybody wanted to fly planes. Bomber jackets everywhere. All right, okay. I just, you know. Uh, like I said, I spend money on clothes so people don't think I'm so people don't think I'm homeless. You know, they, I just told the story the other day about how I left my house. I was in a pair of blue sweatpants and a black hoodie, and I went to the ATM machine, and people were looking at me like, "You have money? Like, where did you get money?" And I just, I don't know. I've never seen anything on a runway ever at a fashion show that I was like, "Yeah, let me wear that." Ever. Because it's always very, they always get men looking effeminate. That's like the big thing. And I just have never seen anything at Fashion Week that I was like, I need to, ha- I need to get my hands on that. You'll see it at a Target in three years. You brought, you know what I mean? Like yeah. TJ Maxx from five. You'll, you'll, you'll eventually be. Oh my it. God. They sell Michael Kors here now. Right. Which is why everybody's throwing theirs out. All right. We do have those Alice Cooper tickets. He's playing September 9th, bringing Edgar Winter and Deep Purple with him. We're going to get you into that. Let's take uh, caller 15 on those at 1 800. 243-7625. We'll get you hooked up with those Alice Cooper tickets. And a woman in Portland is a complete idiot. We'll give you her story next. Hang on. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Where apparently you can see a video about this week in lingerie. Dear God. I'm sorry. This is just a collection of, uh, of stills. Sorry. But uh, oh my! That's that. That's that same chick from the Star Wars shirt thing the other day, right? That oh, Lacey. Yeah. yeah, that's that same. Oh my God! I'm embarrassed that I know that, but damn, that chick's hot, dude. You know, it's uh, it's one of those websites you can go to, and your wife's not necessarily gonna get mad when she sees it in your browser history. But plenty of uh, plenty of hot chicks up on the website. Uh, that's uh, that's good stuff. That first one's very attractive. Last one's good too. Yeah, that's uh, kind of all good. I mean, what are we talking about? Hot chicks in lingerie? Yeah, they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably good. Oh my God, dude, I can't believe how hot this lingerie model is. Well, yeah. They don't pay ugly chicks to wear their underwear. That's a smart system. Yeah. That's, a, that's a smart system. Yeah. Hey, check out these ugly chicks. You're going to like it. Are you kidding me? I got one of those at home. I don't, I don't, I don't, need, more, I don't need any more of them on the internet. All right. Dude, what are you doing for the Super Bowl? What's happening for that? 
I do not have plans yet. I, I, I don't have anything locked down because the thing is, dude, it's late. It's late, and I don't know. Yeah, I'm staying up for it, though. I, I don't care. I, I don't know if it's going to be a, a hey, you have to stay up for this. There's some oh, things. Oh, this is going to be one of the better games in a while. There's some things you totally like. Dude, if I don't see this live in the moment, it's going to be a disappointment Super Bowl's not one of those for you? Usually, I feel like it should be, but there is a little bit of like, well, dude, stay up until 10 half o'clock time. or stay up until halftime. Watch the halftime show. Depending on where the game is, maybe I'll decide, should I go to bed or should I stay up? Um, but uh, there's, there's, there's going to be like, dude. You can just watch the highlights on SportsCenter tomorrow morning before you go into work. You'll know what you're talking about. You can read articles. There's going to be no shortage of coverage of this. This isn't something in Have the Have a moment. Monday show is going to be the commercial. Because, I mean, let's be real. I don't care about the Patriots. I don't care about the Falcons. I don't. If it turns out to be a barn burner of a game and it's like, holy crap, dude, I can't turn away from this thing, then sure. But I think I, it's going to be pretty good. All right. I mean, you know. it's. It, I do. I think it's going to be pretty good. I, I certainly think that both teams are capable of putting up a lot of points. I think both teams are capable of of. of of, of making an exciting game out of it, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be that. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? What do you got going on? The big game. I don't know. I, uh, dude, my buddy A.J. and I were trying to figure that out. We were talking about it the other day. We we're like, I, he's got no plans, and I said, I, I, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't feel right just to, to just sit on my couch and watch it. Yes, I understand what you're saying there. It feels like it's supposed to be a social event. I want to be out. It yeah, feels I want like to have fun. I want to meet at people. At a party, at doing something, yeah, like watching kicks. it with other people. Yes. Nudging the guy next to you and be like, oh my God, can you believe that? Sleeping with somebody that I didn't know at 9 a.m. <laughs> that morning. Absolutely. That's Super Bowl, dude. Um, but that goes back to the point that we were making earlier in the show is why isn't this on Saturday? I would get Agreed. Dr- I'd get drunk for it just because I'd be like, dude, it's America. It's football. Hell yeah, I'm going to drink beers. But I'm not going to on Sunday because I... I have to wake up in the morning. Yeah, I'll probably make the dumb decision of having the beers. Well, eh, you know, I mean, as I long, like the beers. As, as long as I'm as, a fan. As long as you're not tying one on. I mean, we get yeah. together. We yeah. get to we get along. The beers and yeah, I you have four or five beers. You're gonna be fine. But I'm talking about like real, like treating it like St. Patrick's Day, treating it like First Friday, treating it like Cinco de Mayo. I'm talking like getting rip roaring drunk, like hammered, like like, like Groundhog Day hammered. Right, yeah, right, like exactly. that kind of hammered. Like where you're drinking, where you're drinking grain alcohol. Like where you got You got to be ready for this kind of thing, and we can't do it because it's on a Sunday. Stupid, dude. I'm trying to figure out where I should go watch this game at. Like, I can't figure out where, like, that seems strange to me. I'll be honest. I've talked about this a couple of times. This is the birthplace of the NFL, and it's not solidified where you go to watch football here. Isn't it? Isn't it so much more though? The Super Bowl isn't that so much more a party thing than a bar thing? To me, in my mind, it's, it's always bigger party. for house parties. It's yeah, always party. In no, my I mind. just don't know anyone. Yeah, I don't have any friends with a house. I don't. <laughs> Wait a second. No, I'm not. I mean, that's the but thing. you're not having people over. I'm not having, for, I'm not having right. a party. You're not because, doing that like I because said, you want to go to bed if, when you want. If I if I want to call that, that's all why I'm it. not having people at my place either. If I decide I want to leave a bar at a certain time, I'll just you know call an Uber, go home. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of why I want to be somewhere else for it. Because if I watch it at home, I'm going to be sitting there by myself. Or maybe one other person, and then I have to talk to her, and that's not yeah, great. Nobody and wants then, to do that. Nobody wants to do that. And then, so uh, you know, I kind of want to be out. Kind of want to be social. It just it does. It, 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 I feel like it's 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 counter um, it's counterproductive to everything the NFL wants. If you want more eyes on the program. You do it on a Saturday night. I would think if you want more, if you want more Tostitos chips sold, do it on a Saturday night. Here's uh, now again. The commerce is, I think, another reason why Saturday makes all the more sense in the world, right? Because you see commercial, commercial, yeah. commercial, commercial. Yeah. You wake up Monday, what do you have to do? Go to work. Right. Wake you wake up, up Sunday. Sunday. Honey, we got nothing to do all day. 
Oh, now you're out. Now you now you well, let's go get that thing. Let's go get this thing that we saw last night, right? I mean, there's a chance of it. I don't think that you know it's going to flood the gates of it or anything, but like there's a better chance of it. I think America's ready for the Saturday Super Bowl. I, I do. I'm with you on that. And, and 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 it's not like you know they've often made the argument of well, we can't do football on Saturdays because college football. We can't do football on Fridays. Yeah, but college because wrapped up right, already. Exactly. Those 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 ships have already. already sailed. So just just go go with what makes sense. And a Saturday night game is just. It, I do. I feel like it's just smarter. I don't know what I'm going to do for it. I, I I feel like this is a good game. I feel like this will be one of the better games. I, I, I've talked about this a couple of times this week. I love Atlanta. I like Atlanta. I just, I don't know if I can bet, and I bet all games. I love betting sports. But I just, I worry that I'm going to wake up Monday. I've talked about this a couple of times. I worry I'm going to wake up Monday and go, do you bet against Bill, <laughs> Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in a Super Bowl? What were you thinking? What were you thinking? But I like Atlanta, although I think this game is going to be very different than what every other news and slash sports outlet is telling you. Everybody's telling you how this is going to be high scoring and it's just going to be a track meet. I disagree. I think Bill Belichick has had two weeks to prepare for for Atlanta, and I think he knows one thing. They're fast. So what's Bill Belichick going to do? He's not going to put Tom Brady in a shootout situation with you. He is going to run LeGarrette Blunt down your effing throat all night long. The Patriots will become who they need to be to win, and that's why I won't bet against them. It's why I have a hard time betting against them. They are able to become who they need to be in the moment to beat you. If they need to be a running team, they can do it. If they need to be a passing team, they can do it. If they have to beat you in defense, they'll do it. Like That's what makes them so dangerous, and I think everybody's expecting all these over-the-top passes, and I'm telling you, LeGarrette Blunt is going to run for... Dude, they're just going to run them and run them and run them, because Matt Ryan can't beat you if he's sitting on the other side of the field, sitting down, drinking Gatorade, watching LeGarrette Blunt become the Super Bowl MVP. I just think... I think Bill Belichick is... The, everybody thinks it's going to be a track meet. Everybody thinks I'm going to roll Tom Brady out there and just have him throw 500 yards. Nope. And here comes LeGarrette all night long. I just, I, 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 now I could be way wrong on that. That's just my prediction. But I think that's what you're going to see. Isn't it hard to believe this is our third Super Bowl coming up? Like, this is the third time we've done this. This is the third time we've done yeah, Can you crazy. believe how much we spent on B-Dip? Let's talk about the prop bets. Can you believe it? Goodell, Brady. This is our third Super Bowl coming up. Kind of hard to believe, man. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. I, uh, that does seem, that, that does seem uh, a little yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, what, what am I hearing? There you go. Oh, yeah, that's a. I don't need that. I don't know why I'm being uh, texted that from inside the building right now. I don't. I do not need that right now. Hey, yeah, I got to figure out a. Fa- oh, Lamar Sharp, big Patriots fan. Thanks for listening, buddy. He says. Uh, he oh, says hashtag Patriots Team fan. Patriots. Okay, all right, big Patriots fan, big Yankees fan, big Duke basketball fan too. Lamar. Oh, you call him front runner? Well, dude, anybody front runner? Come on, come on. Do you have a Patriots fan, Tony McGinty, Captain Tony down the hallway? Oh, dude, I love the Patriots. Okay, all right. Yeah, I gotta figure now, out. Now everybody gets a team outside of the Browns. At the end of the day, I can't knock I can't I can't knock anybody. Uh ever since I was a kid, Philadelphia Eagles are kind of my secondary. Really? Like, eh, dude, I didn't know that. Know, yeah, you know. I had a sweet Eagles jacket back when I was a kid and I thought Randall Cunningham was the man. Because he, he was I was gonna the say man. you didn't think Randall he Cunningham was the man. You didn't think Randall was the man. Randall was the man. So yeah, I had that sweet starter pullover uh Eagles coat for for, for many moons there. So that they're my secondary team. But like the thing with that is is like we all get a secondary team. But do you really have to pick the Patriots? Does it really have to be the Patriots? 
All right, dude, you keep talking trash to a cop all you want. <laughs> I got too many bad I, I got too many bad habits for that one. All right. Win your way out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That happens next on Rock 1069. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 1069. Online WRQK.com just sent somebody out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Captain Tony filling in for Fishhead this morning. We'll do it again for you at eleven AM. That's when you get your next keyword of the day. We'll do it at 11 for you. Rather, Tony will. Uh, you know what I have here? What is that? One of my favorite things ever. Okay. I have a piece of hate mail. Ah. My boss sent me a piece of hate mail that was sent to him about the program. Mark does not like the program. Sorry, Mark. He's not a fan. It says here, these two jokers. That's us. <laughs> Translation, I'm 70 and gonna bitch. These two jokers that are on early in the morning, Monday through Friday, are complete and total idiots. Love your music, but they need to go. I can't stand to listen to the stupid ignorance they put out. Many of us at work share the same feelings, and once they start talking, we all switch to another station. Get rid of them. So let's go back here. Are complete and total idiots. Love your music, but they need to go. I can't stand listening to the stupid ignorance that they put out. Okay, well, that entire paragraph was sent to me without one piece of punctuation. So uh, maybe I'm not going to take the fact that I'm a total idiot from that. But I like this, and I think people would be shocked to find that out. But hate mail is important. If you're, are, if you see now, a lot of the, you know, a lot of performers these days don't like it. They don't, they don't like to be questioned. They don't like to be criticized. They don't like to be told they're not any good. Hate mail is one of the best things you can get. And Phantom will attest to this. When you're in the radio business, you're not really breaking through until people hate it. Like for three years now, everywhere I go in Canton, somebody wants to stop me and be like, dude, the show's great. I love so you. Good. I'm so happy you love came you here. Guys. I love it, Fantone. I wasn't sure at first, but now I love them. You guys are great together. I hear the same thing everywhere I go, right? Yeah. Same thing. And I love that, obviously. But there comes to be a point where, where everywhere you go, if people tell you how good, it's like, oh, uh, this isn't breaking through. We're not big enough yet. If people aren't hating on it, it's not good enough yet. We're, we're, we're not breaking through. Now, the show's been rated number one for about two years straight now. Yeah. So I'll take it. You know what I mean? That's pretty good. Doing all right. Yeah, I'll take it. Doing all you know right. What I mean, I will definitely take that. But uh, but it's not until you start hearing from people, um, you know that that really hate it. Where it's like, okay, now we're building the emotion of I hate you, and I need to voice that. And that's good. Now I know we're starting to catch real fire. Yeah, I mean, it's always encouraging to hear that people like it. There's no question about it. You want more it. of those than and the other. If you're going to come up to me in Walmart and be like, hey, I love the show, you're obviously going to be much more well-received than if you came up to me and said, hey, Dude, I, hate, you. I right. hate the show. Yeah. But I would acknowledge the fact, number one, well, you know who I am. You're looking at me and right. you're like, oh, that's Fantone. I hate that show. Well, you obviously don't hate it that much if you're listening to it on a regular basis to know that you hate me. Um, and and uh, you're right. You know, you know you're on top. When people start shooting up at you, I want to take them down. Right. This has got to be right. taken down. I don't like it. It's got to be taken down. It's now, because it's an annoying force for you. At the end of the day, yeah, I mean, like, you don't have to take Sansbury or I down. We know who we are. Like, our lives aren't that great. Neither one of us, like, prides ourselves as celebrities or, like, that we're, like, better than anyone or anything like that. But Not with, even close. But with this job, Not comes, even close. With this job comes some of that. With this job comes some of public notoriety and, 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 and people knowing who you are. I always tell people it's not celebrity. 
celebrity, it's recognizability. Yeah. It, it, which is yeah. a completely different thing. It's a completely different thing. And um and, and which I prefer. I would rather be recognizable than like a Beyonce type celebrity. How annoying would that be? Oh, it'd be awful, dude. Oh, awful. I mean, honestly, and, and I guess a terrible you know, way to this live. guy brings up the point of like, well, dude, no matter what they talk about, it's always just so terrible. And honestly, I think as a show, like we're not too bad about any one thing. We don't constantly hit you over the head with our politics. We don't constantly hit you over the head with D jokes. We don't constantly hit you over like we try to get a good variety of of things that are topical to the audience that we have. So Fanto will tell you. Like I always have the rundown in front of me, right? And the, during the break, I'll say things to him like, dude, we can't do that here. We just did sports. Right. Dude, we just did boner stories. That's a we great idea. I will say to him all the time, that's a great idea, but we got to put that at the other end. I need it at the other end because I don't want, you know what I mean? And so thought goes into that. Now, look, I know not everybody's going to like it. Right. And the truth of the matter no, is this. Yeah. I'm a polarizing dude. Always have been. And that's why I work here is that the worst thing you can say about somebody on the radio is, eh. Like, dude, the two other guys in this town that were eh no longer work in the market because they were eh. Like, you don't you don't really care one way or the other. Not so annoying that you got like that you listen because you hate it, and not so good that you're listening because you love it. Right. And so there you go. Just there. Like we have that ability where if you love it, you're going to listen to it a long time. And I and I have seen in my career that I have the ability to take haters and turn them into daily listeners. Well, you know, it's certainly a uh, what do I want to say here? It's certainly an acquired taste. And if you don't like it today, give it two weeks. At I've the end always of that said two that. Weeks, if that end of that two weeks you don't like it, eh, give it another two weeks. Maybe we'll pick you up. I've always said that if you give in the history of my career, that if you give me a fair shake, a couple of minutes every day for two weeks, I'll have you as a fan. I promise you. And I have turned people in Canton who were first were when we first got here was like, "Dude, you're an idiot, and I hate you." I said, "Okay, uh-huh. just give it a while. I know how this works. People don't like change. I understand how it goes." And sure enough, those same people today are like, "I'm probably one of your biggest supporters in your camp." I'm not gonna lie, dude. If I love reading. If, if you don't like the show, if you don't like me, if, even if you don't like Dan, I, I, don't, I don't take any of those things personally. I don't. Right. It's not, but, I've been doing this long enough where it's not going to affect me. But like when you start saying, I prefer smoking from Boston over Fantone, I do take that a little personal. When you'd rather listen to the Lunatic Fringe, when you'd rather have Danny California going in the background, well, I, I just don't know, dude. If you just want the best of Rock 106.9, let me turn it up right now for you. It's the same three songs over and over and over again. At least we give you some variety. At least we give you something. You want the Rock 106.9 classics? Here they come. By the way. I mean, dude, all it is is by the way in Danny, California. That's how I said, like I said, I read the email and it's like, these two jokers, I love the music. I'm 70. These two talk about boners. I can't get one anymore. I hate them. Well, here's all your songs all at once for you. Now we're going to make boss mad. Like, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't do that. Keep doing it. It's very funny. <laughs> oh, All right. So there's Mark. He hates the show. Sorry, Mark. It's not cool, man. I get yeah. it. Like I said, at least now I know. Because when, like, everywhere you go, when people are like, dude, it's great. Love you guys. It's like, okay, well, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But it's like, uh, I know this business, been in it long enough to know, approaching a long time here, two decades now, where it's like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, if people don't hate it, you're not good enough. I uh, I like how Mark uh, speaks for his office as well. Number one, Mark, I guarantee you not everyone in your office hates the show. Guarantee it. Uh, number two, that very much goes back to the when somebody wants to bring us down a peg or when somebody wants to voice their displeasure with a radio show, they always say like, yeah, well, me and the people I know, we're not listening anymore. 
right, so, so seven of you are out. So seven of you are out. Here's my favorite Come part on, of this dude. email. Here's my favorite part of it. This guy sends in like a paragraph and a half, and like I said, there's not a piece of punctuation in it, and except for the after the get rid of them, there's seven exclamation points because that's where punctuation goes. Yeah. Here's my favorite part of it. The guy writes this huge, this huge like diatribe about it. Right, the boss responds back. He says, "No." <laughs> I love him, dude. As much as as much grief as we give our boss, I will say this: I uh, I have worked at radio stations where I was supported by management. I have worked at radio stations where I was not supported by management. We at least have support of management here. Like our boss believes that we're good at what we do, especially in moments like this. And that's big because normally, dude, a guy that doesn't know, a guy that can't listen to the radio show and tell that it's good by his own ears, will read emails like that and go, "Oh my god, I've done the wrong thing here." Daryl's quick to knock us off our pedestal. He is, but at the same time, when somebody else tries to do it, he he steps up. He's very good at going. Nah, I know you're good. You just made this guy mad. He's he doesn't. I will give our boss credit there. He does not knee jerk the way most radio program directors do. And the reason for that is I'm going to give him a little bit of credit here. Is dude, our guy's a little old school in the sense that he came up in the era where you had to know, where you had to be able to gut it, where where they didn't have you know 24 seven data, where you didn't have you know graphs telling you who was good and who wasn't. You had to you had to gut it. You had to go. You know what? That's good, and I know. Well, if one thing our boss has, it's plenty of gut. You know what I'm saying? So, dude, if anybody should I'm be trusting this that. Dude, here's, here's the funny thing. I'm propping this dude up. Tony, I was a genius. He's one of the best program directors I've ever had. He's making me better day in and day out at my job. Fantone tells you he's trash. We get off the air. I'll get yelled at. You have the best job in America, kid. It's good. You do. Good. You have the best job in America. We will hit you over the head with some Super Bowl prop bets next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Captain Tony will have an opportunity for you to head out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That will happen at 11 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Looking ahead at tomorrow's program, joining us at 9 a.m. in studio will be Canton Police Officer Lamar Sharp. Cuff and stuffing. The stay has a very show tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. <laughs> Excited to have him on. It's been a while. He's certainly one of the uh, the biggest hits of all the uh, reoccurring guests that we have on a regular sure, basis. Yeah. People love hearing Lamar Sharp stories. And, uh, you know, if you haven't heard of the guy, um, Canton has really put forth a uh, initiative in their policing department to not just, Community you know, policing, yeah. which I've been ringing the bell on that forever. Get them out of the cars, get people walking the streets, meet the neighbors, do that whole thing. And Canton's been doing a good job of that. And, and, and Lamar Sharp really has been spearheading it along with a couple of other Canton cops and are really making an effort to uh, improve that relationship, kind of build that bridge between the community and police. And he's which, funny. Which, dude, I don't care where you stand on the on the spectrum of politics, of whatever, a better relationship between police and community is something we should all strive for. And we like helping be the band-aid for that, or, you know, or the bridge for that, rather, is probably the better term there. So we'll talk to Lamar Sharp tomorrow. I always forget, by the way, I haven't seen him in a little while, right? right? And every time I see him for the first time in a little while, I always forget how big he is. Huge. I mean, he's mammoth. Huge. I was, you know, he did a uh, he did a toy drive around Christmas time, right? And he did it at CSE, which right. is the bank I use and oh, who I endorse. Boy, right? look at that! Boy, look at that! Local personality teams up with local police officer, teams up with local banking institution, and the community wins. And so he was doing a toy drive, like fill the cruiser type thing around Christmas right. time. So I went and you know bought a, you know about a hundred dollars worth of toys, took him up there or whatever, dropped him off. And uh, and so I saw him for the, that day for the first time in a little while too, and I was like, I always forget how big you are, Huge man. Dude. I mean, he's big. I mean, he played college football. Lamar, man, he's a big dude. 
I mean, when I see him, it's like, dude, why would you ever run from cops? If that dude catches you, <laughs> right, dude. if that dude catches you, he's going to put it on you. Like, that ain't good. That's not good. So we'll talk to him tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock. See what's going on with the Canton Police Department. Basically, we do that so they don't harass us. <laughs> I know it's probably not the best interesting radio, but dude, I got to drive in the city and I just don't, I, I don't need interference. Trying to not get arrested tomorrow. That's it. That's all, that's all I need. I'm just, dude, I need an FOP card. Sorry. You know what I mean? Turn on Bobby Bones at nine tomorrow if you're anti-cop there. All right. I have some prop bets for the Super Bowl. Here we go. And uh, I've been talking all week about how I'm a little scared to bet the game itself because I like Atlanta. I do. I do like Atlanta, but I, I just think Bill Belichick, you give him two weeks and, and all this stuff. But I will admit that, that the, my reasons to want to bet New England are all, well, you know, they got Belichick. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, they got Brady. Yeah, I mean, and they're good, and, and, and they do this all the time. Let's not act like those are shruggable statements that you're making. Are yes, they not? You can say, okay. you can, you can, you can, there is a little bit of truth with what you're saying there, but at the end of the day, they do have Bill Belichick. <laughs> they do have Tom Brady, and you're right to bet against the Patriots in a Super Bowl situation. It feels Scary. wrong. It feels like it feels like you're going to be wrong. There. I feel like on Judgment Day, that's what God's going to be mad at me for. It's not going to be the premarital sex, no, the drug use, or anything. No. Dude, did you go against my only begotten son in a Super Bowl? Are you talking about all the blasphemy when I said, like, oh, Jesus was just a dude? No, I'm talking about when you bet it against Tom Brady. Stansbury, what are you, an idiot? I sent my son back to that planet twice, and <laughs> you people denied him twice. I, I feel I feel strange betting against the Brady. I, I agree. Um, obviously, the Falcons are an extremely high-powered offense, and if they can get firing on all cylinders, they're dangerous. I, I know why you like them, but I know why you feel nervous betting for them. Here's why I like Atlanta. Their quarterback is really good. They're, they have not one but two running backs that are really good. They have not one but two receivers that are really good. They have a really good tight end. They have a really good center. Oh, and their third wide receiver, Taylor Gabriel, pretty damn good. I uh, I actually read an article this morning. I might morning. have that kid's name wrong. Sorry. I, I read an article this morning about how um, the Julio Jones trade will go down as one of the most franchise-altering trades of all time, that will be considered one of the one of the best again, moves a football team ever made. Again, but you have to look at what Atlanta did with Julio, and that's what Cleveland would not do. Of course, is that they took Julio and they said, "We're going to wait." We understand that Julio Jones doesn't turn into eleven wins tomorrow. That you get him in the system, you get him coached up, and then you go season, season, season. How long ago was that? Now that was six years ago. Feels like a long time ago. Yeah, now, I know five, Julio's years, produced five, every year. Let's not pretend that he wasn't good. He was good, but now is when it's starting to really pay off. Cleveland would have traded Julio Jones six times by now. Uh, what became what was a good player became a good team because the Falcons stuck with the game plan. They stuck with with hey, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're building. It around. takes three hundred passes between quarterback and the receiver before they're in sync. I, I I always point to and. I mean, I know this. I'm not trying to say he would have been Tom Brady, but I always point to Tim Couch, and it's just like yeah, you, if you love this. Well, if you would have went somewhere else, if you would have had an opportunity, you believe he had other, the ability other than Cleveland, and, and I mean, he's just the easiest guy for me to pick. Who had a bunch of potential Name, in college, potential, right? Was that first quarterback out in '99 where everybody was like, "Yeah, Tim Couch, that's the dude, that's the dude, that's the dude," and then he goes into the Browns organization, and the organization is so piss poor, is so detrimental to growth as a player I that. They all fall apart. I wish I could remember who the second pick that year was. Was it Akili Smith? Wasn't uh, that the well, big? Well, then we made the right move there. Well, um, I mean, sure, but but uh, that doesn't... Although that, it's not like it worked out. Right. I mean, that's... Uh, 
I'm scared to bet this game, and I'm never scared to bet. I love betting. Love it. Do you know this? Listen to this, by the way. $4.7 billion. Yeah. $4.7 billion will be be wagered on the Super Bowl this year. Wow. Listen to this stat. Wow. 3% of it, under, they say, 3% of it done legally. Wow. Think about that. Wow. Think about that. Dude, over five, like essentially $5 billion worth of untaxed, unregulated gambling in one weekend? Good God. That inside of a wow. country, that inside of a country who believes that organized crime is over. Wow. <laughs> oh, the economy, it's so bad. The economy's so bad. I don't have two dimes to rub together, but we're going to wager $5 billion. I'll tell you part of the. Jeez. I'll tell you part of the problem of that. So, it's because betting legally is harder. Right. It's harder. Like, you build the jack, and you build all these casinos and all this stuff, and guess what you can't do? Can't bet sports, because you have franchises in the towns. And it's like, the sports league's got to get this figured out. They really do. We're spending $5 billion, to only 3% of it's done legally, which means only 3% of it is being taxed, and the government's getting their money? Now... With that being said, and you throw the five billion dollars, and it's like, oh I think my it's like god, four point seven, yeah, it's so a roundup. It, it, it feels wrong to me. It feels like well, debt money's not, be, like you said, not being taxed, not being regulated. There's no, there's no, you know. But essentially, what this is is office squares pools or office pick'em things like that. Should there be some sort of a crackdown on on the guy in the office who's like, hey, twenty bucks a square? Here's your numbers because that's what we're talking about here. Yeah, I guess that is what they're saying. That, that's that right. has to be what it is, that's right? That's exactly what it is. I mean, every post I've seen for two days is who's selling squares. So, yeah, that's obviously part it, of it. It's not two dudes betting, you know, a million dollars on who's going to win right. the Falcons or the Patriots. It's people who are doing these squares games. It's people who are doing stuff like that. I don't want to say is it. Oh, is yeah, it okay? I guess maybe I made it about organized crime. I guess maybe I'm the only one with a bookie. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is, <laughs> it, is, it, is that a crime? Is, should that, is that wrong? Is that, I mean. Because um, let's be real, I'm sure every no. office in the in, in the country is going to have one of those. I don't like I I, I don't like the, I don't like the idea of cracking down on that. But that's about heads up to five billion dollars worth of unregulated mm. gambled money right there. I yeah I, I guess I waited into that without thinking it all the way through. I just wanted to see a sports book put in, in the area somewhere because honestly I, that, that's when I'm in Vegas that's what I do. I wake up really early because honestly, guys, I'm going to tell you, West Coast football is the best. You're done by like two o'clock in the afternoon. Still got all day to do whatever you want. See every game done by like mid afternoon. Still got you know nice weather. Do whatever you want. I miss West Coast football. But I, will, you know, my brother and I would wake up in the morning, drive up to the casino. You sit there all day. You watch all the games. You eat a bunch of food and you bet all the games. And then every TV, it's great. I want a sports book here so bad. Sports gambling better than any other form of gambling, in my opinion. Oh, Just because, dude, guys, let me tell you, I do this every Sunday. If you've never bet five hundred dollars with a bookie who's going to send you know a, a, a failed UFC fighter to your house to snap your legs in half if you don't pay the vig, and you're just watching two teams and a, a fixed sports league, and you're pulling your hair out and your guts are all <laughs> over the floor, throwing up three and a half hours at a time, trying to make five hundred quick dollars, and goddamn it, Tom Brady. Like, I, dude, if you don't do that, I don't know. I don't. Dude, you're just not alive. You're man. not enjoying your Sundays. You're Doesn't not alive, man. You're just not living. That ain't living. I literally bring myself to vomit every Sunday in my house. Like, oh my god, I cannot believe. What do you mean you're not gonna kick the field goal? So I have some prop bets here because I may go this way. Luckily, you don't have to bet on the game. I may go this way because betting against Brady scares the hell out of me, and I maintain everybody thinks it's going to be a high-flying game. I'm telling you, Bill Belichick, it's just my prediction, is going to run LeGarrette Blunt down their throat, keep Matt Ryan on the sideline. That's my prediction. All right. One of the big prop bets here, and I think that this is easy money, I think it's easy money, is what artists 
will Lady Gaga cover during her halftime show? Because that's what people do. They play a medley of their hits, and then they throw in a couple of covers there. Now, you got to remember, 2016, huge year for Celebrity Death there. Okay? Right. So... David Bowie is at plus 200. Mm-hmm. Prince is at plus 250, leading the pack. Bad Romance is set as a, her first song as, a, as minus 115. I think that David Bowie is a safe bet. And I, I, I think I would load up that bet because died this, this last year, you know, 2016, and Lady Gaga is a huge, not just sort of likes him, she is a huge David Bowie fan. Stansberry with that insider info. And so, oh yeah, she loves him. Dude, Lady Gaga loves all things mid-70s. David Bowie, Cat Stevens, Kiss. Like, she's, she loves all things mid-70s. What kind, of, what kind of documentaries are you watching about Lady Gaga? How do you uh, know all this? I know people close to the Lady Gaga. There you go. So, Stansberry, insider info and I, I, I do. I, uh, and so she's... Uh, and, and I mean, she's been on record. I mean, she's worn the David Bowie makeup on her face before. She's covered a Bowie song in concert before. She's teamed up with Paul Stanley to create, you know, stuff for Kiss. So I think, you know, you know she's, she's kind of out there. I think David Bowie's a safe bet. I'm probably going to bet that. Put the money on Bowie, all right? Plus, he's the best. You know what I mean? Out of the artists. Oh, Prince is pretty good there. Yeah, and Prince didn't bang 14-year-olds either, so there's that. I'm sorry. Oh, Bowie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we all forget, oh, rock stars in the 70s, they had so much fun banging 14-year-olds. One of the prop bets that here is, uh, you know, Luke Bryan singing the National Anthem, which I don't get. He does not have the best singing voice. He's not a great artist, and he makes great songs, but he doesn't have the best natural singing voice. Especially in like a, hey, dude, we're doing this one, and now listen. Strip down. Right. It's about the vocal. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think he was the right pick for I, that. I mean, I'm certainly not a Luke Bryan fan, but I'm not trying to be a hater. It just doesn't make sense. Kick the dust up. Put a different one time now. And what I would say here is like they're, they're like one of the prop bets on Luke Bryan is whether or not he'll wear jeans. And at first I said no. What's but he wear? You got to remember black jeans are a thing. And country artists for some reason still get away with wearing black Wranglers even though nobody else in the country can do it. No can get away with doing that. So I would take Luke Bryan wearing jeans for the national anthem. Oh, he might wear like you know decent dress slacks or something in this and that. I don't see it. <laughs> so I'll take Luke Bryan in the black jeans. I'll take Lady Gaga covering David Bowie. And do I take New England giving up three points? I don't know. I'm not making that call until tomorrow. We're sitting the the, the spreads at three right now. Uh, the last I saw it yesterday. You know what? Let me double check right now. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I I I I would. I think that's I think that's a safe bet. I'm not sports better guy like Stansberry, but I feel like a uh, a three point spread's appropriate. There. Atlanta plus three right now. Yeah, I feel According like that's an appropriate number. Yeah, I mean the truth of the matter is it should be four and a half. But if right. you do that, nobody bets it. That's what I was going to no, say. Nobody bets it. They're hooking you. That's what Vegas is do. Vegas is hooking you. Yeah. I think it's a LeGarrette Blunt MVP. I think they're going to run him right down Atlanta's throat. I think Atlanta's playing three to four different guys on defense that are all rookies. I think Tom Brady, at some point, they're going to build that running game, build that running game, build that running game. Next thing you know, play action, Edelman over the middle, touchdown. All night long. I love Atlanta. I do. I love Atlanta. And if they were, play- if they were playing anybody else, if, dude, if Atlanta was playing Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl, take Atlanta. I bet I bet the house on Atlanta because I just don't buy into Pittsburgh. You can buy into New England. We'll close out the program for you next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the 
Sanford Show, Rock 1069. Win your way out to Los Angeles. Get out of Ohio for a little while for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Captain Tony will get you hooked up with that trip at 11 a.m. this morning. Captain. That's right there. So you always hear this. Everything's bigger in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the shade people will throw at you. Listen to this. Tossing shade. Tossing it right out. This was printed out and put on the front door, entranceway, into a daycare center in Texas. Ready for this? Okay. And it reads, you were picking up your child in bold print, then says, get off your phone. Your child is happy to see you. Are you happy to see your child? We have seen children trying to hand their parents their work they completed, and the parent is on the phone. We have heard the child say, Mommy, 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 and the parent is paying more attention to their phone than their own child. It is appalling. Get off your phone. And this has now gone viral via the Internet because, well, pretty much everything goes viral these days. And uh, people have a problem with this. And they feel like they're being yelled at by, uh, by this daycare. Now, what I'll say is, you know, um, there's a million daycares. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you're being judged by this one, pull your kid out of it, take them to another daycare. Now, I know that that's easier said than actually done. You're talking about kids and friends and moving schools and, and stuff money. Like that. I get it. And, and money. money. I mean, oh, if yeah, this that's is a big the, one. If there. this is the daycare you can afford, this is the daycare you can afford. I get it. I'm being a little, I, I'm making it a little easier than what it actually would be to do. But as a guy who normally rallies against Twitter, against Facebook, against Instagram, against the technology, and we're too soaked into this stuff and all that, I got to be honest with you, I don't think that this is a phone problem. I think this is a parenting problem, and it's not even really a problem. I think this is what happens. I think sometimes as parents, you just get, you know what, that's all your kid says is mommy. Like, so at some point, it's like, uh, you know, you're, you're you're tuning them out. Of course you are, but you have to pretend like you're not. That's the whole thing is, of course, there's going to be times you want your kid to shut up and you don't want to hear him. And they said, aren't you excited to see your kid? Of course, there's going to be times the answer is no. But you as a parent, <laughs> I you, hate that little monster. you you as the person who brought this this human onto the planet now have the responsibility to pay attention to them, to act like what they say matters, to care about them. So, I, dude, I disagree 100 percent. I'm glad, dude. Get off your phone. Get I, off your phone. If it's a one-time thing, that's fine, but it's not. It's a constant, habitual thing for these people. I just think that I have seen, and I know this from being a kid. Like, my parents didn't have cell phones. They didn't even have those when I was a kid. And so, jeez. And so... <laughs> Stansberry, get off my wall. You know what, millennial? I was pre-internet, too. I'm vintage is what you, I'm vintage is what you idiots call Masturbated it. Masturbated to pictures in the Sears catalog. It was best. Okay, and well, there you go. Dude. And that bra section was popping. Dude, best was lit. Do make make no mistake. All right. But I remember doing this as a kid. Dad, 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 and then there they are. They're just busy. I don't think it's a phone issue is my point. Um I'm gonna i I'm gonna say that Has yes, it gotten worse because of technology, maybe. Considerably worse is what I would say. I'm sure that this oh. is I mean, because let's be real, this is, you first, judgmental. this is the first time you've interacted with your child in at least eight hours, possibly more. I mean, and this is the first substantial like time you're going to spend with them all day because yeah, you you saw them in the morning, but you didn't get to talk to them, you didn't get to see them, they didn't have anything to tell you about. Uh, get well, off. Here's what they had to tell you about. We finger painted. Get off. Well, you have to pretend like that finger painting is goddamn Picasso. You decided to have kids. Whether you did or did not decide to, you're the one who got pregnant. You're the one who got her pregnant. You have to pretend like these kids are the most important thing on the face of the planet because that's your job. You know, 
I think there might be another issue here that nobody's thinking of. Are we okay. sure it's the parents that are picking these up? Maybe this kid's calling, the, you know, their nanny, mommy, because that's the only woman they see. Because mom's at Applebee's two for twenty, and it with somebody that's not named dad. Hey, dude, y- 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 right? you, you as the parent are the one who's yes. got the one who's got to do this. And if you're not going to, then you're going to be judged for it. You know, normally I like judging people. I don't know why I'm yeah, going the other way. Dude, I figured for sure, stand right. You're terrible raising your kids. I know how to parent. I'm not a parent. I for sure I thought that was going to be you all day. Yeah, I like to throw him a curveball every, every now, now and again. And every now and again, you got to throw a curveball there. Mm-hmm. All right, aside from that, we're done for the day. Stick around. Captain Tony's going to send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That will happen at 11 a.m. this morning on Rock 106.9. We're done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a safe afternoon. See ya.